Welcome back to Dev Dive episode 26. I'm your host, Nighthawk. Today I'm joined by somebody who's been on the show almost as much as I have, right? Ranger, aka Alex. Uh, welcome back to the show, Alex. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, normally I have a script and a talking points where we try to go over subjects and stuff, but since we're coming back after a bit of a break and uh, Alex has been on the show so many times that he's talked about his career to death, basically, um, we're just going to go unscripted today and just talk about random stuff going on. So I hope that's enjoyable for all of you. Uh, welcome back, Alex. Hey, man. So I was thinking about things we could talk about. Um, but how's it going? It's like, I only well. talk to you randomly, and I'm rude to you most of the time. So I just want to say hi. I appreciate you as a human, and I apologize for flaming you any chance that I get. We play League of Legends maybe once every two weeks or so uh, around that interval. Yeah. And it usually starts out really well, and then I get more and more tired, and Alex gets more and more frustrated <laughs> with my mediocreness of League of Legends, <laughs> especially when I'm jungling. Um, oh my and it god! It usually ends up with me leaving after a particularly bad game, and, and then I, I feel bad because I don't <laughs> want you to leave. I want you to be not bad. <laughs> the two are not mutually exclusive, but I want them to be. All right, look, it's just you never, you never played with people uh, in your history of League where it's just like you, you enjoyed it because you had to play against such poor people like the people you were playing against were just awful i feel so so i always felt bad about smurfing Mm -hmm. right just in in general my career i i feel like it's just it's not very nice it's not a nice thing to do right um actually oh my good i know where it comes from when i was like 13 i was on a competitive soccer team and we messed up at a tournament and took second so we didn't have enough points to qualify for state so we joined a tournament where no team was anywhere near as good as us. I think the closest game was like 12 to 0. And like one of the parents was so mad at me. And he was just like, I hope you feel good about yourself. You denied someone else a chance. And I'm looking at him like, oh my bro, my mom just told me to show up on Saturday at this field to play soccer. Like, Wait, how old um, are you? Like 13, man. Like This, this grown man was just like yelling at me. Blaming a um, kid for playing soccer well? I'm sorry, I'm good at soccer. I mean, I embarrassed his son. He should feel bad, but like his dad shouldn't feel bad. No, um, and so I always, I always thought Smurf was bad or whatever. And then, especially on a Riot account, like think about it, if you're a brand new player, you're like bronze, and you're like, bro, I'm a join a game, I'm a join a game. I'd like to point out play. real quick that I am nowhere close to bronze. <laughs> I am upper gold. Okay, can I start my story over again? Sorry. Go imagine ahead. you're a new player. You're an upper gold. Um, cause you played with some people that dragged you through. Um, and, and you just get, you see a rider you're like, Oh, this guy's going to be nice to me. And he just dumpsters you. You're not going to have a good experience. I feel like every opponent that plays against you has a fantastic experience. Cause they get to, they get to riff, riff off your, uh, pleasant intricacies in chat. <laughs> That's true. I will definitely respond to any player on anything that they say. Which I've usually, I've had rioters say, "Hey like, man, fix your game, <laughs> fix your face." Like I had one rider tell me, "Like, hey man, don't respond to to players unless it's gonna be a positive experience." And I'm like, "That's like ten percent of my interactions." <laughs> um, and I was an angry kid. I you want to unpack that? Why were you an angry kid? I was. I don't know. Like, yeah. I even had like a good life. Like. In all honesty, it was me and my mom. I had a computer, which had heat and power and internet. 
so it couldn't have been that bad, right? And, like, I still, you know, homophobic slurs, racial slurs, the the good old early gaming days, right, where there was nothing bad about it. Um, but, like, one of my really good friends, I don't know if we ever talked about this, Cal, um, was homosexual the entire time that we played video games, from, like, 13 to current. Um, and one day, like, I got back from deployment, and he's like, man, I got married while you were gone. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And like, check out Facebook. So I go to, like, his pictures, and I'm like, Cal's hugging the bride's dad. Cal's holding the bride's dad's hand. Cal's kissing the bride. Cal's gay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I was like, Cal, what the hell, man? Why didn't you tell me you were gay? And he was like, because of anyone, you say the F word more than just, yeah, of anyone. And I was like, I don't hate gay people. And he's like, it sounds like you do. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So did you yeah. learn a lesson? <laughs> I learned a lesson because to me it was not a, it wasn't a hate word. It was the mm-hmm. gaming word we used. Um, I, yeah, it was. And it was. I mean, I'm a little younger than you, just a little bit, but uh, it, it was. I mean, people, especially in certain types of games, they said that a lot. Um, yeah, Counter Strike. I played Counter Strike, so that was like the shooter uh, mentality. Um, Counter Strike is still pretty bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm playing Valorant over holiday break. Mm-hmm. It's still bad. Oh, like this one think kid. All the like, players went. Uh, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's one kid, and like he just he just decides that one round he's gonna explode and just go off of like this homophobic racial slur. And it sounds like he can't be over the age of like 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, is those, are those the edgiest words you know? And he was like, no, I just say it when I get frustrated. I'm like, well, I need to say, like, poop darn. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> and he was like, because it doesn't hurt anyone. And I was like, ah, let me tell you a story about Cal. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about my friend who couldn't be honest with me for a decade because of a word that I used. Like, how crappy is that? Did you ever have any suspicions? Did you, like... No! He even gave me, like, girl advice, which apparently wasn't girl advice. It was just treat humans like other humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think it was girl really good advice. Yeah, I thought that you bought flowers for a girl because you wanted to be with the girl, not because you value them and wanted to make them smile. Uh, but Callie was like, you should value them and make them want to smile just because, you know, you want to be nice to each other. Blew my mind. <laughs> so That is good advice. Yeah, I mean, Cal, Cal's a very smart dude. Now, Cal's angrier than me, but doesn't use any of the, the slurs. Uh, Cal is a rager. That dude plays Dota. And like instantly, as soon, like someone gives first blood, GG, game's over. I'm leaving. <laughs> I I haven't uh, delved much into Dota, but whenever I do, it just seems like a very angry wasteland of angriness. I think League of Legends gets this reputation for being very toxic and very filled with like raging kids. I mean, because obviously it is, but. I think the most toxic people stay in the smaller games and they just yeah. root in their toxicity. Whereas in a game like League, it's more diluted. The um, the most toxic game I think I played was Han. Because Han had a personal MMR system, which mm-hmm. was built off of KDA. So if you caused someone to die, it literally made them rank down. And so that was a terrible system. The game designer who uh, made that really hated people. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the, that, 
Yeah, that was a KDA player. A KDA player designed that system with no one checking him and was mm-hmm. like, yeah, KDA means you're good at the game. But it's like, well, what if I play a support? It's like, well, then you're not good at the game or you'd play a carry. And you're like, oh, oh. So that game was awful. Then Counter-Strike definitely takes a second. Um, League, League isn't even on top five. Like the most, I, I think I WoW is more toxic so. than League. I think the, the weird thing about League is that I think everyone has like a different experience where... I feel like the, I don't know if this is true or not, and I, I I don't know like what's going on, but I feel like there's like this personal uh, attitude MMR system in League of Legends, where the more toxic people just end up playing with more toxic people. I'll play with my friends, and I'll we'll we'll encounter like one guy who says like GG easy, and then I'll play with like another group of people, and like we'll have somebody dropping the N word with with like their club tag is like <laughs> terrible. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Is this just uh, no? I I don't know. It's weird. Maybe maybe people in the lower spectrum of ELOs are nicer, and then when you play with your friends, I actually higher. think that I think that is actually accurate. I think people who are better at League of Legends are much worse people overall, <laughs> just in terms oh. of their attitudes. Especially I mean, like in that diamonds to low master era area. Oh God, watch. Man, I don't want to blast anyone because I've been watching streamers like constantly, no, and I'm like sorry. trying to think of like ways to call out streamers, but like <laughs> exactly calling out streamers. Um, you know what? No, you know what? You can definitely put this on the front page of something. I watched oh, no. Ninja for the first time last night. Ninja's like bullying kids. He's like bullying kids on stream, and it's okay. Like this, this kid had like a bad game, right? It happens to. Most people, not me, but like most people have bad games, right? And so he's like 8 and 11, which in Valorant is a good score for me. I'm like, shit, dude, almost half the time I'm killing someone. Like, and, and Ninja's like, hey, man, why are you picking a, an entry person when you can't kill? Like, you suck. You're the bottom fragger. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, he definitely is not queuing his mic. He's just, he's just doing it for the, the yeah, audience, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the kid talks back. And I'm just like, oh, why? Are, why? You're a grown, you're a grown ass man, right? Like, why are you attacking a kid when you're like a millionaire? He's a millionaire streamer that's world renowned, and he's gonna pick on some Omen player in Diamond. <laughs> Have you seen the old clips of Ninja playing H1Z1 and stuff? And he just freaks the fuck out on these kids. He's like screaming, like uh, the kid like says something weird to him. I don't even think it's like a particularly bad insult. He just said like you're bad or something and the, the guy's like yeah! <laughs> ninja freaks the fuck out like and he just starts raging yeah. at the kid he's like you kiss your mother with that mouth and he's just screaming at this poor kid um yeah and like i think he's playing with like a guy named jordan fisher and a kid <laughs> laughed and one of my friends growing up had a really obnoxious laugh <laughs> jason i love you your laugh sucks um and and that's okay you never make fun of someone for the, like how they experience joy and yeah. the guy's fucking making fun of the kid for having a weird laugh. And I'm like, stop punching down. Like, there well, is no position in a video game where a streamer who's making probably 50 to 100K a month, if not more, can go in and like do unprovoked toxicity to like, especially to kids, but to anyone. It's, it's just really yeah. not enjoyable i don't know some people enjoy that and that's why i really don't like some of the the streamer mentalities out there um 
I don't watch many streamers these days. Uh, I know there's a lot of good streamers yeah. out there, and I hate to fixate on the bad. But uh, I watch Hiko. Hiko's super positive, nice guy. Does Valorant. Uh, he's he's a boomer like me, right? He's like 32 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's old, right? And and he's playing games. Doesn't flame people. Um, I watch uh, Tim the Tapman. He's hilarious, and he is what I would say is an appropriate toxic level. Mm-hmm. To where he yells all the time. He'll walk around. He'll he'll hit things, but it's it's in good fun, right? It's never to bring someone down. It's to like put your energy out. Yeah. But then yeah. like that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Um, Those are the only shooters I got. If I had to recommend some streamers that weren't toxic, uh, Risty's pretty good. Risty's like got a great attitude, and he plays League of Legends like twelve hours a day, which is insane. I don't know how anyone can maintain an attitude. A good attitude with that. Yeah, when, when yeah. you're playing in in Masters and Challenger that long, especially when you main Garen. <laughs> Sorry, but if you're Wait, just one chicken Garen, you probably you've probably seen him. R I S T E Risty. Um, okay, I'll take a look at him. Yeah, he's. Sorry, uh, I thought it was that singed mane with the weird hat. Um, but that's like Searchy or Search. Oh yeah, Searchez, Searchez. These planes, Nasus and Singed, I think. Yeah, um, I got to play a bunch of games with with him playing Nasus, mm-hmm. and I know I am not the jungler he wanted. <laughs> I definitely knew there's a skill gap, but he still carried my ass, so I appreciate that. <laughs> it's hard to be a jungler that everybody wants. I just want to play jungle and yeah. just like PVE and then like gank mid sometimes. <laughs> well, but... like you play the wrong. If you're gonna play Vi, you don't PVE. Like play Master Yi, man. Dirty Master, Master Yi dies too much. At least Vi is like has some survivability. What is Vi? I'm sorry. What does Master Yi die to? Uh, CC and burst. You have your W. You're an Alpha Strike. Half you're assuming the time. that I I'm a good player. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot you were higher up echelon yeah, of gold. Upper gold, which is in the top 20%. I don't actually know what the, the numbers are. Yeah, I, I uh, haven't looked at those for a while, but it's got to be up there. It's got to be. It's up there. I think it's really funny um, when you look at it and you think that the the vast, vast, vast statistical majority of players are just really bad at League of Legends, and I think that's fine. Like, it's okay to yeah. be bad at things. <laughs> And there's so much information you have to know. And if you mm-hmm. only play, let's say you only play one game a day, which is more than most people play, right? Yeah. That's, you're never going to catch up. <laughs> you're just, yeah. With how much we switch the game and stuff, it's going to be like, oh, on Jin, I always go IE first. Not anymore. Not this no. year. And if you do that, I'm going to flame the shit out of you. Stormraiser? Oh. Wait, not Stormraiser anymore. It's uh, <laughs> just not. Right. Oh, we just and... reworked the entire item system. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, now there's mystic items and legendary. You know, just click the recommended page. It's going to be wrong, and people are going to flame you, but just click the recommended page. I will say the recommended page has actually been pretty good recently. I think they did a good job in in that. I I think it I think it's good too. Um, I don't know what it says for Jin because I just have preset things. I don't play Jin anyway. Why don't you play? Jin's Jin? OP. Is he OP? I feel Jin like he's OP. OP. Yeah, yeah, he's broken. I'm 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 excited for uh, LCS to start in three days. Um, Shit, that's right. It was like super early for LCS, but the format change brought it around, right? Yeah, yeah, wow. it changed around a lot. Um, I, I'm, I'm always curious because to me, Samira is the most outrageous champion ever made. And if she isn't like a hundred percent pick ban, I will be interested in why not. Um, because I, I can't give you a reason not to pick Samira. 
Um, what do you think she struggles against? I don't think she struggles. <laughs> That's the problem. Is <laughs> like if you overpower her in lane, she has a pretty reusable Q that can last hit. So it's really hard to poke her. You can't dive around her tower because of the dashes and the wind walls. Mm-hmm. And then if she is ahead, she's just abusive. And so I I don't know what the right answer is. And and you could say like, oh, well, then why isn't Katarina picked? She also has resets and does flashy things. Um, Katarina can't kill you from ranged, while Samira yeah. can. She also doesn't heal fully after like, right? hitting the wave once. Like, oh, what was that item where it used to give heal for spells? Like of a the book? Ancients. Yeah, that, that shit was, what, a Ken and Vlad only item, basically? It was um, Ken and Vlad, and then anyone else. You could go in and rumble a little bit, but... Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, um, yeah, I loved World of the Ancients. And then they, they removed it, and they said, like, hey, look at Gunblade. It's, like, it's got AP, so it's good for you AP mages, and it's got AD, so it's good for you AD mages. And then, like, four champions built Gunblade ever. <laughs> Three built Will, four built yeah. Gunblade. Yeah. Uh, but those those items are always hard, because if they're built in mass, it just means that they're over-tuned, because there's very few champions that want both stats, right? Like, yeah. Jax, Hale... Jax. Katarina? Lucky? I don't know. Oh, Katarina, Katarina that now. Uh, LeBlanc built it, but not because she wanted AD, just because she liked the burst uh, off of the, the thing. But yeah. it was weird. Um, they just got rid of Gunblade. They're just like, yeah, screw it. No more Gunblade. Uh, I really disliked the Gunblade slow. <clears throat> the... I forgot that it had a slow, honestly. It took a lot of the gameplay out of it when you could just like zap someone. You're like, okay, yeah. now you die here. <laughs> um, it was weird, but I understand it, why it, I had it. It felt like an old item in a in a game where items really had changed. Like there was very few items left in the game that did direct damage like that. Um, like Gunblade, Bork, and then maybe Hydra if you count that. Although not really. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I forgot that we've taken a lot of them out. I don't think there's really many other items in the game that do damage like that, especially not at range. Um, definitely not at range. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Why does Hydra work on ranged champions now? Dude, don't ask me. Dude. I don't <laughs> design this game. We had. I was um, in a... Oh, you go ahead. We go had ahead. Adam. Uh, uh, I forget his last name. Colvin. Cohen. Cohen uh, on uh, a few last month to talk about uh, a lot of the new shop changes and stuff. And um, I think at that time it was like right before the, the season actually came out. And I think we were even talking about that. He's like, "Oh, it'll probably be reversed." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> And now here we yeah. are in January. It just seems odd to me. Like, what's the point? It, what What does this do? Like, why is this? Helps good? Ezreal wave clear. Yeah. I I I also I think it has to do with like if if your team is back into the wall and you have mm-hmm. Talon mid, uh, a Fiora slip pushing top. How does an Ezreal wave clear? He goes Hydra to help the team. So my my real question is, it's okay that it works on range. Why does it work on spells? That is the really weird thing. Like, why does Aatrox Q do AOE damage? It's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I yeah. So I, I will say, um, I worked on the item rework five years ago, mm-hmm. the one where we had, like, the four zeal items. Yeah. Um, Worst and... rework ever. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Reyna was working on it, and Reyna fantastic designer engineer brilliant mastermind she she might be like the smartest person i've ever met in my entire life um she comes to me and she's like oh we're gonna make these crit items 
and this does this. I'm like, it's broken on, it's broken on uh, Ash. It's broken on Ash. And she looks at me and she's like, I don't care. We're going to design it for everyone else and then we'll go back to Ash at the end. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, if I have to worry about all the edge cases to, to begin an idea, I'll never actually get an idea out there. Yeah. And it's just in the game as with you can 150 see, freaking champions now. Yeah. As you see, the rework didn't break Ash. Ash was not the most broken champion in the entire world. Um, she was good. She was healthy. It was fine. Um, sorry, when I say healthy, it means that they're on the top end. It definitely doesn't mean healthy. <laughs> as I said that, I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, she was strong. Um, and we're, but, we're still talking it, about five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ash has been good for five years. Um, yeah, I feel like Ash has never been terrible just because of the utility she has. Um, I Ash, Janna, Amumu mm-hmm. are all champions that have been above 50% win rate for a decade. Yeah. They're just you know they're not oppressive with how they beat you. It's what not, pisses you off? It's not the fact that he's like OP because he's not, but it, I hate that Lee Sin has been the most played jungler for eight years. <laughs> Straight. Yeah. I totally forgot about He's Yeah. He has yeah, legitimately never been under like a twenty percent pick rate, which is insane to me. He's a really cool ninja monk mm-hmm. guy. I don't. Maybe it's because I I don't play him, so it's not like something that I'm like, oh yeah. It's, obviously, he gets played a lot, but uh, he's he's really fun. Yeah, like he he just he's a fun character. It's it's a very straightforward kit with like lots of expressions, like throw Q, if you hit it, you push it again, and you get to be right on him as a melee. It's like, that's sick! And then, if you get scared, or you think you can kill him, ult him! And if you're new at least in, you'll kick the person away, and they'll survive. If you're good at least in, it explodes them, and then you flash mastery. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the character... And if you're really yeah, good at I, least with in, you. you Q, and then you W mid-thing to piss people off. <laughs> that is... So, that is why I don't play least in. I don't want to practice insecting, but I think that if you play least in, you have to insect. Mm-hmm. Like you just you have to, and if you don't, you're not utilizing half the kit. What's your opinion on champions like that? Like, like the first one that comes to mind to me is Riven, where the yeah. the the bottom skill Riven and the top skill Riven, it doesn't even look like the same champion. It's just completely different. Whereas, like the top uh, skill Warwick and the bottom skill Warwick, or something like that, the it's same not player. like it's not that different. <laughs> is this a challenger Warwick or a gold Warwick? We don't know. It just, he ran in there. He missed ultimate. Uh, Warwick's skill expression is like timing the fear and landing ultimate. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, so so I think it's important that you sprinkle some of them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Dota actually has that problem of like it's all of them are too vast. Like there's there's no because of how many different rules there are in Dota, like denying cha- uh, camps and like leashing camps like that. Um, for League, I think it's important to have almost like one in every lane. I, I think we're we're pretty close to that. We have like a Zir, which is like this really high mastery, your team has to play around it type thing. Um Akali Riven's too, right? definitely one. I think Akali's been I can do well in Akali, and I'm not a good Akali player. So maybe I can't carry a game with it. Right. She's, been, she's been made too standardized, like too easy to play. Just no. All the... uh, I think teams don't want to play against her correctly. Like the mm-hmm. way to play against Akali is everyone's stack. <laughs> it's like the same thing with Kha'Zix, right? I don't think Kha'Zix is an abusive champion, but 
man, does my team want to spread out in the jungle and find him? Like, it's like hunting for a serial killer. It's like, all right, if we all spread out and have a flashlight <laughs> and scream everyone's name. Nighthawk, are you out here? I'm alone. Takes I hope it. you're around me. Kha'Zix kills you. Yeah, it's... Dude, Kha'Zix with Nocturne would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Nocturne's like a really impressive solo laner. Um, that's that's something that always makes me angry. I hate when good junglers get transformed into OP mid laners or top laners. That really pisses me off. What's an example like, of the Nocturne? Oh, Rengar top lane. Rengar top. Um, this guy wasn't a jungler, obviously, but Pike. Pike switching from. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, Pike's to, disgusting. The um, fact that he's like sixty CS down. <laughs> He's still killing everyone. You're like, shit. I know there's yep. more. Uh, this was a meme. Obviously. Oh, Lucian, Lucian, Lucian. That's a, that's a good Not one. A jungle yeah, either. fuck Lucian. Um, Bolly Bear. Uh, there was a short period of time where Lane Kane was a thing, but that got cracked down on pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, um, yeah, no, no. I, sorry. I do think it's important to sprinkle those in just because there are those players that want to put 500 games on a character and uh-huh. be able to flex it. Boxbox Box built his entire identity off of his Riven gameplay. Mm-hmm. And and that's an amazing thing that I think Boxbox Box is a fantastic streamer. I think he makes fantastic content. He's a smart dude. But those three things, I think, were backseat to just his insane Riven mechanics. Um. And if you ever watch Box Box stream, that's all he does. Like when he was playing Fall Fallout, Fall Boys, Fall Fall Guys, Fall Guys. Oh, yes. When he was playing Fall Guys, all he was doing was trying to break the game. Like he was like doing these weird like double jumps on top of railings, stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I'm finding the fastest way, and I, oh, I made it in like a 33 second. Like that mentality is, I'm not a speedrunner. I don't, I don't want to keep practicing the mechanic. Like if I can't get the champion in five games, I'm not going to play it. Um, but I there's some people that's... that are like, yeah. That's the reason why I think Fall Guys kind of fell out of popularity so quickly. Because if you look back, Fall Guys was like the biggest thing in the world for a month or maybe two. And then it's completely gone now. Um, and I think it's because it, it was too open-ended to where it was like supposed to be this fun, chill party game that everyone could enjoy. But then it had like the ability for somebody to stay on top of the stupid hexagon game for like eight years. And then everyone else has already been in the, the bottom for like the rest of the game. It's just it was too skill skill open. Yeah, the um. So I I played I played it a lot with friends a lot uh, Fall Guys because that's what you got to play with. Yeah. And you always have the friend that dies in the first one on the seesaw one. So now you have one person sitting and three people playing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh okay, we'll just restart. But then you just get to play the first one and you never get to win. So me who I like to win, <laughs> that's that's like the reason why I play video games is to win at video games. Um, and so I never got that itch, but I never wanted to leave my friends, so I just restarted over and over and over. And then halfway through, you know, you, you win the first two, all four of you are in, you're like, yeah! Someone dies, it's still a 10 minute wait. Um, it should be the first priority for any party game developer to give the people who die early, get knocked out early, something to do. Just give them something to do. Make them yeah. be able to, like, affect the game as, like, a ghost or something. Um, there's a game that does that, I don't know which one it is. Um, is it the new one? The the the. Um... Oh yeah, like Among Us. Sure, yeah, that Among Us. Exactly. That's actually not what this I was is. Thinking this is Among of. Us. By the way. This is me stabbing. Um, that's not what I was thinking of. But yeah, exactly. Like that's why Among Us was was so good is because like once you die, you're not out. You can still do something. It's not very impactful, yeah. but at least you're still. And it's not. super short. 
mm-hmm. it's like a six or seven minute game um keeping people interact or constantly uh what's it called not interacting constantly engrossed whatever sure that was the word i was going to use for this engaged. time engaged that's the word i was looking for but engrossed is oof. um <laughs> yeah because there, there's a I, i've always wanted to make a horror killing game uh i love dead by daylight i, I think they're they're really fun but they're i think there's there's two things wrong with the games and it's one people that only want to play as x Mm-hmm. And if you only want to play the killer and you join a game where it's a random killer, you're going to have levers. That sucks because now your team's at a disadvantage. Uh, and then the other thing is once you die, what do you do? Um, and I, I've played around with ideas, but I, I really want to make a game like this somewhere down the line of a horror killing. Because Dead by Daylight, I don't know if you ever played it before. It is so much yeah. fun. Oh, I, I feel like Dead by Daylight is a cult, a cult hit where it like was yeah. very, very popular with a small group of people, and they still play it. Like Dead by Daylight is still a popular game. Um, I I wait to deteriorate a bunch, and then I play all the way to basically the number one rank or whatever, mm-hmm. and then everyone just gets super toxic and cheesy. So I stop playing. Uh, and then if play, you win, did you ever play Evolve? Once I played it one time, and I was like, "Nah, <laughs> that's the one where you, like you hunt the monster, right?" Yeah. Okay. So it's basically <laughs> Dead by Daylight, but it's like instead of the monster being the OP one. And I know I want to talk about this too. In Dead by Daylight, there's this stupid meta which I hate, but I think it's hilarious. Um, in Evolve, there's four hunters and one monster, and then kind of how the meta is supposed to go or did because this game is dead and gone. Um, was uh, the monster would be really weak in the beginning and you'd have to like evolve throughout the game to get stronger. And then the longer the game goes on, the stronger the monster gets to the point where if it got to stage three, then you're like, okay, the hunters are screwed. Um, but the problem is people got so good at the game and the hunters uh, aspect that they would just bully the poor little monster, like the whole game. Like they'd be, there's like this one thing where um, you can lock the monster in like this big arena. So he can't leave. Um, and they would do that, <laughs> and then they would just like dance around. <laughs> like, oh. Every time to do something, they would just like zap. They wouldn't even kill him. No, they would just bully him. Oh. And I know this happens a lot in uh, Dead by Daylight too, where like the survivors will like they have abilities where you can stun the the the, the flashlights and stuff like that. So they'll just like stun him and then dance around. Because <laughs> because the people who are good at Survivor in that game are really really good at Survivor. <laughs> Well, so so here's the problem with Dead by Daylight. It's you get you get to those those games, right? And someone will be streaming, right? So you have a streamer, and then three. I can't pick certain words because Twitch doesn't want this to behave. So I'm just gonna use, uh, what I used when I was a kid. Everyone's in line to suck their dick, right? Um, and <laughs> so yeah, you have the streamer, right? And so I'm running through as a killer, and I accidentally hit the streamer. Right, so I hit him. I kill him. I put him on a hook. I turn around, and there's three motherfuckers with their flashlights out, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna get our friend back." So me as the killer goes, "Okay, if all three of you are here, I can no longer lose the game. I'm a chill. You have to make it so I lose the game, right? They have to go. Do, they have go to go for generators. generators, yeah. Right, and so if I chase them for the generators, I watch one person comes up to me, hits me, and like runs away, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to chase you. And I turn around, and I see two of his friends going for his body. So I'm like, I have all four of you here. 
so I win the round, and they go, wow, F Puppy you, guarding. stream Puppy sniping, guarding. <laughs> you're, you're guarding him, you're ruining the game, and I'm like, I guess? <laughs> like, I, I hear you, but like, what was I supposed to do? I could, I could physically see all four of your assholes. <laughs> Like, and, it's and so like if you kick a beehive and like the queen gets hit and all the other bees are like ah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was like and i do love finding it streamers because afterwards i want to watch the play okay and maybe i'm narcissistic a little bit <laughs> but i want to watch me ruin their night right and so like if there is a streamer i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna get a drink and i'm gonna watch me kill you on your stream i'm gonna roll that back that vod i want to watch your frustration and your friends frustrated that i won't play your game um but yeah do you play the survivors at all no fuck survivors i i have played like two games of survivor ever and i did you say that was a problem did you say if somebody wants to play Ah, only x okay among us has it random Okay. Dead by Daylight solved that problem with you queue up as killer, you queue up as survivor. That's that's good. That's okay. play how you want to play. Um, but yeah, I've seen so many games of Among Us where like someone doesn't get killer and they just leave the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It so. is lame. It's just like it's ruining. It's like if everybody does that, you're never going to get into a game because there's only two slots. Right? So it's not but, like you're. Yeah, and I don't want to get mad at them because if they're going to spend ten minutes of their day. It is just ten minutes, but they should spend it on how they want to. You don't know how much time someone has. If someone can only play two Among Us games and they want to play as an imposter, they're going to keep queuing up until they get an imposter. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to solve that without just making separate queues, which I don't think Among Us is ever going to do. Um, no, I think Among Us is already. I think they've already reached the peak, and I've, they're already on the way out in terms of like popularity. Um, which isn't a bad thing. They were the the literal most popular game in the world for months. So not everything can be popular forever. And, and that game came out in like 2018 also. Like yeah. it did not blow up for like a year, year and a half, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> but now and, sus is like a common catchphrase <laughs> or, and I hate that so much. I hear it. Just, <laughs> Anything, I'm like, it's such a uh, textbook. It's it's actually embarrassing. I'm such a textbook counterculture man where I just get so upset, like, when things get popular and people just, like, overdo it. And it's something that I don't like about myself. Like, I'm not happy that I just hate things that are popular. But I do. Um, yeah, swagger <laughs> bugged me a lot. Mm-hmm. Swag and swagger because it was just... It, it's the it's it's the reason why America's in where it's at. And it's That's I can be confident. I can be confident ignorant as long as I'm confident loud enough. And it's like no, let's let's listen to facts. Let's use you know. Let's not drive with a, or let's not ride a motorcycle without a helmet on because you're gonna die. I got swag. My buddies have motorcycles. Never got into an accident. Yolo. It's like what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's like no. If you only live once, you should be careful. <laughs> if you could oh. trace back the 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 most annoying fad of every year for the past twenty years, do you think that would drive you insane? <laughs> do you think that would just be like the worst experience of your life? Yeah, uh, the the one fad I hated the most was those fucking skateboards with the fingers. <laughs> the tech. Decks. What were those things called? <laughs> Fuck tech decks, man! Like. All these kids are sitting with these little stupid skateboards that can never do anything. And they're just like, and you're just like, what? Oh. 
hate Tech Deck so much. You can like a Tech Deck. Tech Deck was like 2004. Healy's was like 2006. <laughs> am, am I dating myself? Or I'm like, I could identify an issue and how much I hated <laughs> it at that age. Um, and then there oh, was like really? ones that were scooters. They were Tech Deck. It was like a, it was like a Razor scooter. Uh huh. Those were oh. later on in the phase. That was when Tech Deck was losing steam, and some executive was like, "What if it was a scooter?" <laughs> That's what the kids yeah. these days like scooter. Uh, sorry, my friend just woke up. Oh, well, well, good morning. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I shifting. Thought the know that America exploded. Oh yeah. Um, I'm shifting over to night shift on Sunday, so I, I'm I finally am like. I've accepted the fact that I'm never going to be a morning person. So I'm just like, all right, why not? Why oh, not nice. I just shift over to night shift and make a lot more money? <laughs> so that's what I'm doing now. Um, nice, which is good nice because it frees up. up. It frees up my days. Do whatever I want as long as I can ignore sleep and the crushing, uh, the crushing depression of never interacting <laughs> with a human being. <laughs> uh, the only thing I recommend is uh, really good blinds. Mm-hmm. block out the sun and then yeah. you'll have no problem um because i did i did night shift for seven years of my life jesus christ i love night shift you i did it for the, the reasons the way you are <laughs> i mean yeah when i worked when i worked on like youtube with the curse and all those kind of things i worked at night because i could set my own schedule and then i worked mm-hmm. at night when i was on when i worked for uh tsa um which like every time i mention the tsa i want to remind everyone they've never ever caught a terrorist they've never stopped a terrorist plot uh the rules they use are only in america no one else uses the ass rules and as long as you strap a gun tight enough to your leg none of their sensors go off oh don't say that (laughs) don't say that (laughs) but it's just the things Uh, they do gunman hijacks plane with advice he got from dev dive podcast more at 11 Okay, but there, there's tons of documentaries about this kind of things and like actual security pros going through TSA and how ineffective mm. it is. And it's just like, do you why think do we it's keep... better to have a ineffective security force than it would be to have no security force at all? Uh, no, because it if you lie to someone about being protected, they cannot protect themselves. Um, <laughs> so if you're telling someone like, oh, we're protecting you from terrorists with the TSA. Uh-huh. You're lying to them because you're not. Okay. Um, and so people believe that we're protected from, I don't know, the airplanes, right? But but not kind of, sort of, at all. Um, the, the, the most powerful thing they did was install a cockpit door that can't be opened from the outside. Like, yeah. that's protecting us. Like, that is brilliant that they have a, a code. Awesome. Not the TSA. Also, thing that made tsa like a really big thing the things they brought on board wouldn't be stopped by tsa anyways most of the time yeah so it's just crazy why i have to take off my fucking shoes <laughs> <laughs> sorry i think, should be full circle back <laughs> i think the most effective way to make an airplane safe would be to make little cubicles for everyone and the minute the plane before the plane even gets off you they stuff you into the cubicle and lock it and then you can't leave the cubicle until after the plane lands, and then they let you out one by one. <laughs> it's like train cars. By, like, chutes. Like... <laughs> around the bottom. <laughs> Take a slide down. Let's open up the hole, you fall yeah. to the ground. Are we awesome. here? There's no windows like, in there. 
There's no bathroom. There's just a grate. <laughs> I mean, you're in the air anyways. Yeah. Oh, Lord. man. Yeah, it's uh, T- TSA is like, I have these I have these vivid dreams, right? Of like if I was X, right? And I was like as president, what's the first thing I would call out? TSA is up there, like <laughs> in my TSA inauguration on the top speech, of the right? List. Thank you for voting for me. We will let democracy shine. TSA, you're a load of shit, and I'm coming for you. All right, everything is just get out a declaration. Um, yeah, just nail, like, nail it on to my the list, TSA man. door. Ah, oh, there's man, my list. Like, if I ran League of Legends, there'd be no joke skins whatsoever. Um, which is, it's, I'm glad that I don't, because Dunkmaster Darius is super successful. People like those kind of things. The, mm-hmm. like, definitely not Velkaz, Velkaz skin, all these kind of things. Those are really cool. I would never have greenlit that shit, right? Like, I'm I'm like a, like, your jokes have to be jokes, not just obnoxious, <laughs> which I see them as obnoxious, but people really like them. Um, so I know that I'm not always right. I have strong, you know. Uh, I think if you if you know that (laughs) if you know that your opinions aren't the best thing for something, but you hold strongly to them anyway, I think that's empowering. I think that's like as long as you know that you're not right, not not right, but as long as you know that you're not uh like doing what's best for something, but you want to do it anyway. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, uh, I was watching. Oh, I really want to. I want to give them a plug because the point's really good. I was watching random YouTube videos about speedrunning, <laughs> and um, man, what's his name? Carl Jobst, I believe. Um, and he was talking about like growing up, and he believes growing up is when people decide to stop learning. And I thought that was like a really good point. Of like, yeah, he's like, oh no, not growing up, being old. Sorry, oh, old okay. <laughs> is when I stop learning. And he's like, he's like, you know, people say that gamers can't be, or when you get old, you can't game anymore. But I think it's just because our older generations had stopped, like letting the information in. And I'm like, I don't, I don't ever want to become old, so I, I don't want to reject different ideas. But man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna question some shit. <laughs> uh, swag, YOLO, sus, question all of it. Um, but I mean, it's like cringe, right? Cringe is just awkward. And 20 years ago, we said awkward. And you didn't have anything to say, and it was kind of weird to be like, awkward! And it was like, uh Right? It's the same thing as cringe, right? It's just, they're a fucking new word for it. Uh, so when kids say cringe, I just hear awkward. And I'm like, yeah, you're the awkward one, but like, <laughs> the, the whole situation was fine until you spoke with nothing to say other than, I'm uncomfortable. Like, think about that. Like, if you and I are talking, and Jeff, JD's here, right? He's just like, oh god, I'm uncomfortable! <laughs> Thanks for talking, Jeff. Appreciate you. <laughs> Why are you uncomfortable? Because um, no one talked to me. I've fallen into the trap of saying things ironically too much, and it gets to the point okay. where I just can't stop saying them. Like, I, I will say cringe, poggers. No. I'll say cringe, oh. I'll say poggers, I'll say, I'll say like the worst things you can think of, and it'll just all be like, it starts out innocently. You're like, hey, we're making fun of these people. <laughs> But now and then it's just your... like it just never stopped. I am, I'm sorry, buddy. That's that's a tragedy because <laughs> Poggers is. I mean, I have to ask one of my friends what like Poggers and PogChamp means and <laughs> uh, stuff because I don't I don't keep up to date. And she's all in the Twitter social media stuff, so she fills me in. She's like, oh yeah, this is Poggers is good. PogChamp. Oh, Sag. I was so confused with Sag. Sad. <laughs> it's just sad. It's just sad. Yeah. Literally. Why? Why is there a GE? 
Because <laughs> some Twitch streamer, the, the emote code was taken, so they just added a GE at the end. Uh, yeah, there's just... Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Internet culture is, is so fastly evolving, and just... It's a weird place, man. Well, remember Same? And then it same. became Mood? Yeah. Mood, right? Is it mood the same mood as same? Av? <laughs> Yeah. Just uh, can't you just say, I, "I hear you, I feel you, I understand, I've been there." No, we have to invent a whole bunch of words. Oh, Papega. What does Papega mean? Is that bad? Papega is like making fun of somebody for being stupid in a mocking way. So, like, okay, somebody in Twitch chat will say, "Like, why didn't you just tower dive?" And then somebody else will say. Why didn't you just tower dive, Papega? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, man. It's just... I think that's accurate. I just got Papega'd by... by <laughs> Papega It's funny uh, because you just talked about how you never wanted to be old, but now you're just being the oldest person alive <laughs> on the show. I'm listening, though. I'm listening. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm taking the information in. I'm not going to use it. But now when he someone says Papega, I know they're making fun of me and I'm going to beat them up. <laughs> no, no, it's it's terrible, too, because Twitch is the fastest evolving, one of the fastest evolving platforms on the planet in terms of like the meme culture, because the second something becomes mainstream and popular, people move on. They're just like, no, not that anymore. We're going to do something else. So it used to be PogChamp was cool, and now PogChamp's loser. And then it was Poggers. Oh. Poggers are for losers. Wait, and PogChamp's was... the old one? PogChamp's is the original. That's I like... just learned about PogChamp. Yeah, you're way behind the curve. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't even know what the, the, the most popular one right now is. It's probably like um, PogChamp or like... Is okay. PogChamp gone? Is it? Wait, you can't oh, PogChamp anymore? Why did they remove PogChamp? Wait, he's gone. Whoa. That's crazy. No. Keck W. Keck W's different though. Keck W is like laughing. Um No, but it's weird. It's 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 sort of like when you have a circle of friends at school. Um and you start saying something like, Well, that's on fleek or whatever. And then, like, the unpopular kid comes in, and he's like, hey, guys, that's on fleek. And then you're like, uh, <laughs> got to find something else to say now. Yeah, so okay. the guy who, who is the PogChamp face, it just got removed today, apparently, because apparently the guy who uh, is the face of the emote said some bad shit on Twitter. No. Um, got, so no oh, more PogChamps. Let's, let's talk about cancel culture real quick. <laughs> How oh, upsetting it is. I feel like we've gone. We, the pendulum has swung too far now. It is we it should bully does. the people that we don't find acceptable, which is what the bullies did originally. Is they didn't find someone acceptable, so they bullied them. So, uh, so let me offer the moderate point of view on cancel culture. Cancel culture okay. exists because for so long, behavior was just tolerated. Any amount of behavior was tolerated. Didn't matter what it was. People could say some pretty heinous shit, and it was just like, whatever. It never spread outside of that tiny circle of whatever. And then all of a sudden, the world shifted to the point of view where any single person, you or me, or any single person, could come out and 
talks to reveal some heinous secret about somebody and everybody in the world could know it that day, that minute. And that yeah. sort of shifted the power from it being ignored to it being overblown instantly. And so all of these people who are getting away with heinous shit, like sexual assault, rape, racial slurs, that all, I mean, obviously it didn't go away, but at least people are being held accountable for it, at least more than they were in the past. But then that worked so well, and I use that term loosely, that it started dripping over into less serious things. So somebody said like something mildly mean to people who couldn't see well, and all of a sudden cancel this, cancel that. It it's got yeah. overblown to the point where where the real issues, and of course this is just my opinion. I'm just the 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 most normal. This is an opinion based like, show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be a person who's who's disregarding anyone's like actual lived experiences because I've never had to deal with any of this shit. But it feels to me like like when you do it for everything, it loses its power for things that actually matter. And I feel like I've seen that in real life where people have been canceled, quote unquote, for doing some really fucked up shit. And they just come back later because people are so sick of the cancel culture that they're just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to keep supporting them anyway because um, they're just they're angry at it. OK. That's my viewpoint. I think I think you're you're very right on some things. Um, my my friend, I was I was I was talking to my friend, and he has never listened to Michael Jackson. And I was like, bro, you got to get yourself some Michael Jackson albums. Like, hit that shit up. And he was like, oh well, he's a child molester. And I was like, how how dare you? When you think, my, and I was like, oh how dare I? Shit. <laughs> and I was thinking about it because like, I will, I will lividly yell at chris brown forever because of what he did it wasn't he hit someone he beat the shit out of someone that could not fight back right so so chris brown's a sack of shit right then we have r kelly i took remix off of my playlist this isn't on my playlist since i was like 15 ignition remix that song was lit i know all the words that mm, it's gone r kelly r kelly is dead and gone to me why am I okay with Michael Jackson being around there? I don't know. And I is feel because, bad about it. Is it because the, the claims were never 100% proven? Do you think? Because there's been a lot of blowback from from people yeah. who came out and said, like, hey, this never happened. Like, these kids never so-and-so. And I don't know if that's true, but right, right. at least with, like, yeah, R. Kelly and, and Chris Brown, like, there's pretty physical evidence that this has happened. Rihanna yeah, literally and, had posted a picture of her with black eye and stuff. Right. Black eye was the, the, the least uh, <laughs> injury. Yeah, it's... Because yeah. it, it, he's dead now. I've listened to Michael Jackson the entire time. I've always had him... I don't have Spotify. I have the same 300 songs I've listened to since I was like 12. Uh, <laughs> from my first like iPod, like a little Nano Shuffle. I guess it was like exactly. 14. Um, but yeah, it's just like to me listening to michael jackson's music the same as like vouching for michael jackson uh-huh. like if someone was like hey dude we're bringing michael jackson in to sing at your concert i'm like cool so he's never allowed to talk to anyone you put him on the bus you bring him to the stage he sings you put him back on the bus you get him out of there it's like well why is that okay because he has like a, a rare talent or a rare skill that you should like yeah. let do that and my thing is like kind of 
and it's shitty. Um, I cannot even think of something that's not just black and white. Like, this is a huge stretch, and I apologize if this ever comes back on you. We let a lot of scientists into our country after World War II. Like, <laughs> super let a lot of scientists into our country. And I wasn't there. It wasn't me personally. But, like, it wasn't me either. I'd like this. to point that out. I did not let any scientists <laughs> Sorry, into you... America. <laughs> right. Just... And it's like, it's like, what's that limitation, right? And I know that's, again, like I said, it's, it's a huge extreme thing. That's the only thing I can, like, really think of right now. Um, but it's like, if, if it's progressive, how much do we let someone? If, if you could cure cancer right now, Nighthawk, but at the same time, you had this terrible habit of murdering someone once every year. Do we let you do that? Yeah, 100%. Right. But, but then what do we do in retribution for it? What what do we do? Do we do we as no soon, one can say as your soon name? As I cure cancer. Is it do I have to be like alive for cancer to be cured? You have to be alive constantly. Oh. You have to be every year you have to be alive. Yeah, yeah, it's for some reason you have the only element, you spray it in the air and it solves everything. Um I don't know that it, that is like, that is a, a really it's like one of the classic moral quantums where it's like, "Oh, if do you pull the lever hit running over one person, or do you pull the lever and it runs over ten people? It's just oh, the, tr- the trolley. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like it, this situation is dumb, and I hate it. But when I was a kid, and I did, my mom and I talked about the trolley uh, experiment, I was always like, you you have to do what's right. The one person was in the right, you kill the four. As I've gotten older, I'm like, you kill the one every time. Like it's not about good or bad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait sorry, about... sorry. I think I'm. I don't think I'm. I've had the same trolley experiment in my brain as maybe you have. What do you mean he was in the right? Oh, so the the one person on the track mm-hmm. is is supposed to be there, and they are okay to be there. The four okay. people on the track are at the wrong place. Uh, they got the schedule wrong, and they're on the wrong track. <laughs> and so the train <laughs> is going to hit those four. Do you switch it and kill the one person on the right, or kill the four that made an accident? And it's not good or bad. It's just. Yeah, someone had a misunderstanding. Um, That's and no, you can't give bad people. Thought it was. Yeah, yeah, and and that might be an uh, an addition to it. I I don't remember what the original was. I could Google it right now, but I don't think it adds to anything. Um, but yeah, it's this thing of like, it's such a hard thing to be like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, think we would change your name I to like think... Poopock. Is that okay if we just call you Poopock? Cures cancer and kills people. Yeah, I think that would balance out. No, no, I think, I think, <laughs> I think that, and this is like totally detached from the emotional aspect of it. But if you're in a position where you could save a million people or ten people, you're literally murdering a million people if you save ten people instead. Like, even if the ten people were the best people on the planet, and the million people were just like regular average people. I think that's my opinion on it. And I think that's that's just like that's literally the statistics viewpoint. Yeah. Um but I don't know, it's weird. It, and it's so hard cuz like when you start bringing math into like factoring people, it gets really yeah. hard cuz you're like people aren't numbers, but it is yeah. one person, but if they're not a number. <laughs> they're not a number, but but if, if they a lot were more of that one. not number on that side of the track. Um yeah, I don't know, it's weird. This is why like, you know how in ancient Greece and stuff, like, Socrates and, and Aristotle yeah. or whatever sat on the fucking hill 12 hours a day and talked about this shit? Because it can't, it can't be quantified. It's just going to be argued about forever. Because there's no Debated. right answer. Debated. Debated. Yeah. 
Um, when it's and also yeah, yeah, because the written word is is bad, which I believe Socrates said. He didn't find him to write down stuff, and that's why his student had to do it in secret. And then, yeah, like when he died, he was like, "By the way, I wrote down all your shit." <laughs> yeah, because this talking was more fluid, and if you read something, you only got one side of the story, and that was the problem. It, um, and it's actually why. Again, I don't want to make this political protected today. Twitter. Uh, yeah, because you only get the the one side, and it, if you're having a fluid conversation, you get to hear both. You can ask questions. You can ask for. Because uh, I actually had a, a work discrepancy because I used a metaphor that I assumed people had read the book mm-hmm. and people did not. And so people took my metaphor as insulting when my metaphor was nothing except for these people are awesome. And once I explained the metaphor, it was fine. Everyone was like, understand, awesome. No one knew that. And I was like, Shit, that's my bad. And if I if I wrote that down, it's even worse. If that's the only yeah. thing anyone's ever seen me write was this metaphor, they're like, that dude's an asshole. But in my thing, I was like, I'm the nicest man alive. Like, this is this is weird. My greatest level, right? fear, and because I'm from such a different world than like everyone that I work with at my work, my greatest fear is that I'll do something so ignorant and stupid that nobody will tell me about, and they'll just be like, oh, it's him. <laughs> That's that guy. You just insult like a whole bunch of people and don't even know it. Like, yeah, I just don't want to be in a position where I'm making people feel bad about something that I don't even I'm not even aware of it. Um and like I feel like it's so easy to be in that position without realizing it these days. Um Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. Uh a couple of years ago I had like a dinner party. Um well, congratulations. Kind of thing at my house. Thanks, man. To my dinner party? <laughs> Yeah, man. What's a big deal? Oh, oh, okay. Um, and I offered someone a second drink, mm-hmm. and he turned me down, and said no, thank you, and I said, "Are you a bitch?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, which to me was a funny thing. He very easily could have said, "Nope," but I don't want another drink, and I wouldn't have pushed it. Someone overheard this, internalized it as I am sexist. Because being a bitch is a woman, and if he doesn't have two drinks, he's a woman. Women are bad. And this came back like two years later. Someone brought this up, and I'm like, "How can I be sexist? Like, what the fuck? Like, you called someone a bitch?" And I'm like, "I do that a lot, but it has nothing <laughs> to do with like." I apologize. That's that's not at all what I meant. Um, I and I don't honestly know what I meant. Like, the guy didn't want a second drink. I want to make fun of him. That was it, because everyone was having more drinks and the women were having more drinks and they weren't bitches. Um, but I wouldn't call a woman a bitch because that's rude. So now there's like, there's so many layers to this where I'm just like, all right, so I got to choose a different word. So I haven't called anyone a bitch in a while. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't you know. Have a, how... You have a chip like 30 days since last called somebody a bitch. No, but I, but I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know how to rationalize it in me. Cause I like saying the word It has nothing to do with women to me, but I know the word comes from mm-hmm. women kind of, but more of like, dogs because my dog's yeah. a bitch and i would call her that all the time i said look my lovely bitch um and even my ex hated it um but yeah it's it's hard man and and my thing is like i i don't want for anyone around me to feel like they're not welcome right unless you do something wrong then you're not welcome to be around me get the fuck out um but like i don't know it's hard man it's hard language language is really tricky um, have you ever heard uh, 
dreadlocks is the improper way of saying it. Oh, uh, really? What what is it now? Uh, because people dread it. Uh, it's like it's like what white people would call them, and so you just call them locks. Okay. Um, but it's 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 not technically true, uh, because it because locks and dreadlocks were used a long time ago before in in cultures like that, and so it's this really weird thing of like it's very possible that in their culture or where they came from, people called them that as an insult. But you know, a hundred years earlier on this side of the world, it wasn't, and they both kind of originated around. You know, and they both came like which one is right, which one is wrong. Um, There's a this is a this is goes into this argument, not an argument. This goes into this discussion really well. Um, there's a great YouTuber out there, CPG Gray or or something. I love CGP Gray. Yeah, the, the six he, ways he, to stay depressed. My favorite video that I link people that do destructive behaviors. He's he's a fantastic content creator. He had a video where he went to a large portion of Native American uh, res- reservation, and he literally talked to them. And he said, "What is your preferred term for uh, what people refer to you?" And nine out of ten times, people th- those people said Indian. They said we want to be called Indians. Um, and he thought that was like he did a whole video about it, where it was just a a like a weird situation because he felt uh the the people that he visited felt like the term native american was being forced upon them where like if you go back a long time indian obviously was forced upon them too but i guess they've had it for so much longer that it's sort of just been what they're used to being called and now like i did not know that more people are calling them first nation now too although i think that's more of a, a canada thing um mm. and I don't know. It's it's very odd, and I think he's gonna he's still working on a project about it. But it was just really interesting to hear that that I could say like I I grew up thinking the correct term was Native American, and that was just what I was taught, um, just because it seems more sensitive and more more appropriate. Um, but apparently, not all of them like that, uh, which is not something I was even aware of. So it's it's another thing to be cognizant of is like not every single part of every single group thinks the same way about every single subject and how do you how do you account for that you can't well i don't like being called african-american um Mm -hmm. but i will i have to go run something downstairs someone showed up way early way back in like two minutes okay i'll uh i'll talk about your background yes yeah don't talk about racist stuff while i'm gone let me wait till i'm back (laughs) okay uh, hey, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Thanks for coming out to this uh, reunion episode of Dev Dive Podcast. Maxonomic Chairs. Maxonomic Chairs makes great cha- I know nothing about Maxonomic Chairs. We're not sponsored. Um, yeah, but I hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. Uh, it's been very nice being back on. If you're watching the live stream, you may have noticed that my camera freezes like every 10 or so seconds. I think it's because my CPU is just dying and I hate it, and I want to get a new one, but it's literally impossible to buy a new CPU. Um, and if it doesn't show up on stream, good, but it's showing up on my camera, so pissing me off a little bit. Ask them to sponsor? Yeah, I'm going to ask Maxonomic Chairs to sponsor. I don't even know if that's a real brand. Maybe that's like a gamer tag or something. If you're listening to the show, uh, and you somehow managed to skip it, uh, Ranger's out delivering a package or something to somebody downstairs so i've been asked to fill the airtime while uh we wait and i am surprisingly bad at it so um why don't we just join together in a, a quiet uh 
uh, respective of uh, what we've learned over the past few weeks. <laughs> that's, that's a really bad idea. Why don't we just talk about... Um, uh, oh, yeah, I could use a haircut. Sorry for the audio listeners again, but I'm at the the long lengths of my hair just being like past the comfortableness. I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, when my hair gets too long, it starts to feel greasy. Even after I shampoo it really well, like I'll shampoo this thing two to three times and it will still feel greasy and it makes me very uncomfortable. So I have to keep my hair pretty short. Um, and for the past year, I've been cutting it myself because A, I'm lazy, B, I'm cheap, and C, I like to pretend like I'm uh, observant of COVID restrictions. So I don't, I'm contemplating whether or not I want to do that again, because every time I cut it, it ends up being okay, but it's also like not great. And I think I'm just going to mess up eventually and just have it like be terrible and then I'll have to go bald for however long it takes. Um, so I'm contemplating going out and getting a cut. But also, I'm just like, that's a lot of work. I have to go schedule an appointment. I have to go out for the afternoon. Um, before now, I didn't have a car. I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but I've been living without a car for about a year now, and I just got a car today, actually about an hour before the, we started this podcast. So I have finally entered Reback into the world of driving. And I don't know if I ever talked about it, but I am sort of terrified of driving in cities. Um, I got into a pretty bad car accident last year and it's sort of, I don't want to give it, say it gave me PTSD because I don't think it's that strong, but it definitely left an impression on me where I'm just like kind of freaked out about driving. So I kind of have to learn to drive again, not learn to drive, but learn to be okay with driving again. Um, and that's going to take a while <laughs> to where I'm like comfortable going on trips and stuff. But as of right now, it's a brand new car. It's a lot bigger than my old car. It's a big Subaru uh, Outback. Uh, I wanted the bigger car because I wanted to carry more things when I do stuff. Um, but I'm used to driving a little tiny Volvo, which was like very compact, basically a coupe, but not really. And going from that to a crossover SUV has been a very enlightening experience. Uh, and Alex is back. Congrats. Uh, thank you for delivering the whatever it was and welcome back to the show oh i bought a bunch of team jerseys for my team and someone came to pick up their jerseys team jersey um, like for the qa team uh not for the qa team but oh sorry sorry right, for yeah. your for your league team neither no for another team but they work at riot <laughs> okay I, I was very uh lost there how no, would the, i try to it was the it was the competitive team right is that what you're talking about the people like that I bought the jerseys for? Oh, no. These were just personal, like a gift for the holidays. Oh, and they were okay. out of town, so they came to pick them up today. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I try to make people happy. That um, is nice. You never really try to make me happy, but... I said people, not <laughs> high gold players. Not not uh, podcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not oh, birds. Um, <laughs> but I gotta watch the CGP... Uh, video now uh, about yeah, that see because... if I can, i'll see if i can find it it's i don't know exactly what it's called but it was about a year ago now i think um and it basically he was he's doing a much bigger project um and it was sort of like an offshoot of that when he went to visit all of these native american 
reservation. And he just talked to a lot of people and got their opinions. And I think that's really the kind of like the best way to form opinions on stuff. Just talk to people who are firsthand experience of that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. No, uh, I've always had a problem with people saying, um, like I'm African American because I would mm-hmm. classify myself as American, right? <laughs> uh, never been to Africa. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go to Africa. My father, my mother was not from Africa, so it's like really weird to call me African American. And then people are like, oh, well, you're black, and I'm like, oh, okay, but I'm not really dark, not as really. you can see. <laughs> so it's like. All you do is you, when you look at me, you go, oh, he's not Caucasian white, which Caucasian is also a weird word and doesn't fit white people. Um, but it's just bizarre. So I'd rather go with colors, in all honesty. Like, if 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 you add anything to milk and it makes it not milk, then call me, you know, brown, black. I don't really care. But right African-American actually like, bothers me. But I think that's yeah, the it's the lighting. <laughs> it's the lighting. There's like, like, this is green. See? Oh, wow. Not black and white. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm brown. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. And um, let, let's take the N word for instance. Oh, let's not. You're a, yeah, <laughs> let's do it real quick. There's, there's, there's ten black people in a room. If any of them are, I shouldn't say if any of them are, a, a lot of them won't even use the N word because you don't know how another person feels about that word. And it's very different. I grew up in in a culture where no one said it. And then I joined the military where everyone said it to me. I was in um, Fort Bragg, wow, um, and, and I was in a black unit. And every single person in my unit was black. And that word was thrown around everywhere. So I got used to it. Um, but I can definitely see if you grew up in a place where people only use it to hate on you, even if you drop the ER and put an A, that doesn't make it better. It still brings up those kind of things. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think I think CGP did the right thing. Just go ask people. Like they're gonna let you know what they want to be called. Uh, if you ever call me African American, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you like Irish Irish American. All right, yeah, because I, I I love German I love, German American. I would love to. Um, I know it's weird. It's weird because there's sort of the, like the stigma against um, white people like talking about their original heritage, like like they're like, uh, oh, I'm quarter, I'm quarter, three uh, percent German and like quarter Irish and stuff like that, and they're like, no, oh, you're white, sweetie, shut up. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think it's hilarious because like I obviously retain no cultural connection to the Italians or the Germans, which is where I'm from originally. Like there's, there's literally no aspect of that culture that has been relayed to me, but like, I still kind of like the idea of being considered Italian and like, (laughs) I think it's fine. Why? Why do you want to be Italian? Just, just wondering. Uh, It's fine. So that was was just a personal question. It's nothing to do with my point. Um, (laughs) But I agree with you. Like I have zero attachments to Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite soccer team is Germany. Um, my favorite country to visit is France. I speak English and a little bit of German. And I was born in America, and I plan on living in America. So calling me anything else is just bizarre. Yeah. Um, and it's weird, too, because cause my family came from Italy like two generations ago. Not that long ago. 
Oh, like, okay. So you're... my family emigrated in like the forties or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so it's were like, they one of the scientists? Yeah, they were not. They were Nazi scientists. <laughs> my actual, my real last name is Crottenheimer. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were all supposed to go to Argentina, Brazil. Yeah. Oh man, I watched X Men um, First Class recently, and there's this scene in that movie where Magneto goes to to some South American country, probably Argentina. And he's like looking for the Nazi guy who experimented on him, uh, who turned into Magneto. Oh, not Xavier. It's um, who's the one that bends Magneto? Yeah, I said Magneto. Did you, I thought you said Xavier. Okay, I'm trolling. I definitely did not. Continue. <laughs> I was thinking anyway, Xavier. That's your. He's going. He's going down there. And he's looking for for the the Nazis because he's like that's where all they all went. And he goes to this bar, and like it's just like three Nazis sitting drinking beer, and he's like he's like ooh German beer, and they're like Guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah it's just really it's a bad scene and then like at the very end he says like the the i'm gonna say it the cringiest line um okay. and I, I can't even remember what it is but it's just like something really stupid and it's you're michael gonna leave fassbender. us hanging michael beautiful i love how, michael how a great actor um yeah but it was just such a weird scene um and then like it, it didn't have it ended up doing anything like this was the only scene. Uh, I'm looking it up. Sorry, it's the only scene <laughs> in the movie that, that like had this, and then yeah, it was just, it, they just never talked about it again. It was just really really odd. Um, what do you think about that? While I look this up, what, what do I think about the movie X Men? Or do I think yeah, about Nazis <laughs> going think? to Argentina? <laughs> sure, anything that you want. Uh. So I really like X-Men. X-Men was like my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the X-Men cartoon um, was a thing. And then I was attracted to Rogue. So that's when I learned that cartoons were beautiful as well. Um, do, do you ever think about that? Like when you were a kid, you're like, oh, I really like this. You're like, oh, I definitely had a crush on that. That wasn't even a person. <laughs> do, do you, is, that just, is that just me? Okay, cool. I think um, that's that's only gotten more intense and like culture over the years with like anime and stuff happening. Dude, do I even it's fucking Pixar. Pixar moms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that meme so much. It's like nobody. Pixar moms. <laughs> Stupidest uh, fucking joke. Uh, so, uh, but it's true. Um It is true. Somebody at Pixar yeah, has a thing for them, that's for sure. X Men was really cool. It was about, you know, no matter how different you were, you could still be part of the family. We're going towards the greater good. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I was all about Gambit because he was like the edgiest, coolest guy ever, even though you couldn't understand him because of his Cajun accent. Um, would you like yeah, to know the quote? Uh, yeah, I would, I, I've been waiting. <laughs> he I'm going to write it down. He says, too. Let's just say I'm Frankenstein's monster and I'm looking for my creator. <laughs> Oh. It's bad. That's fourteen. Even and his I'm delivery deep. wasn't even bad, but it was like it was just so bad. I'm Frankenstein's monster. And like the worst thing is, is he was talking in German the entire scene, like because apparently that's something he can do. He just knows German. And then, like at the very end of the Germany. scene, well, I don't know. I don't know much about Michael Did... Fassbender. Oh, Michael no, I'm Fassbender not... spoken. I thought you meant Magneto. I'm Magneto's sorry. German. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Um. I'm not questioning the fact that Magneto knows German. 
I'm questioning the fact that Michael Fassbender knows German. <laughs> have you watched Inglorious Bastards? I have not yet. All right, it's on my list. You're. F- it's always you're something where I'm like, <laughs> you say that. Stop. <laughs> um, okay. No, but yeah, it's just it's it's such a weird choice. Um, no, I really like X Men too. Um, I never really watched the cartoons growing up though, so I don't know if I had the same experiences you had. But it's just weird. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Native Americans, first First Nation. I, now that I think about it more, I'm pretty sure First Nations is exclusive to the Canadian Native Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, the the people okay. who live up in who lived up in Canada before the French people and the English people came in. Dude, French Canada is the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> I love French Canada. <laughs> so so uh, I know a bunch of French Canadians, and it's mm-hmm. always hilarious when I talk to them about that because the only French Canadians I knew prior to three years, four years ago like really new was from letter kenny which if you ever watch letter kenny they don't paint french canadians in the best light i feel like not um, a lot of people like up in canada i don't think a lot of people like french canadians which is which is a, a, a travesty because some of my the nicest people yeah. that i know are french canadian oh yeah like the, the i think the nicest qa at riot at least on champion team is simon leblanc mm-hmm. uh and he's french canadian um but yeah, he it's just I always just make fun of them and I'm like, just secede. Just go back to France. And then You can't say that. <laughs> That's like the one the, thing. And the French people are like, We don't want them, they're not us. <laughs> like... No, no, it's so weird. Is there there's like I'm trying to think of like any other culture that has been so um compartmentalized. Like I guess South Africa? South Africa has oh. like a lot of very white people that are obviously from like Britain originally. So I was going to throw Hong Kong in there because I they speak nothing about Hong Kong. They speak Cantonese. They speak a different language entirely <laughs> from the rest of the entire gigantic China, right? Mm-hmm. But I think South Africa is also good because there's. I had a white South African friend that couldn't put African American on his tests because he was white. <laughs> So I mean, he's not wrong, but <laughs> like the teacher telling him, you can't, you can't write down your African American. He's like, no, no, but I'm literally African American, and they're like, it doesn't matter. It means black people, and he's like, then put black on there. Like that's racist. <laughs> that's a mess. It's a oh, mess. It's man. such a mess. Yeah. Um... <sighs> oh, this just popped in my head. Is the shittiest thing I've I've seen uh, personally the American government do to my friend. My friend was French American. So we had dual citizenship, and we applied for top-secret clearances in the military. And to get a top-secret clearance, you can only be an American citizen. So Aww. we had to drop his French citizenship, and then they denied him the oh top-secret clearance. <laughs> can you him. just like go back and be like, uh, I didn't really mean it. I still want to be French. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that screwed. works. I think you have to like go. I think. I think you can because your parents are French, but it, it's like mm. a whole bunch of paperwork. You have to redo everything. But it was just hilarious. That's so shitty. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it should I, be I, like. I it, it should be like we're gonna give you the application. You can apply, and then you can't be accepted unless you're whatever. Right. Which is stupid, but whatever. 
Um, but I mean, I can see the highest person up says they have to be only citizens of America have top secret clearance. And someone goes, that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. But it probably didn't need to trickle down all the way to the, we can't give you a form unless you say fuck France. <laughs> so without, without revealing national secrets, what sort of information is like, like why did you want to be top secret, have top secret clearance? Because um, potentially after I joined, or got out of the military, I wanted to go work at the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do that, top secret clearance. Also, top secret clearances are like forty thousand dollars. Jesus. Um, so it's free if you're in the military. Um, and then also it just opens up other jobs, and promotions you could possibly get. So, so what? Like, what do they? It. Are they just checking? They're like, do a, a real? It's like the most intense background check in the world. Or you can't like, owe people on? money. They interview your friends and family. One of my friends talked to them about. I like that surrender prematurely joke. Uh, (laughs) Even though, have you heard the French national anthem? No, I have not. Can you you give me a rendition? Do they literally say in it, we will will fertilize our crops with the blood of our enemies in their fucking national anthem. The French are the most savage motherfuckers in the entire world. Lord Zion is (laughs) French-Canadian. Oh, that's unlucky, bud. I mean, sometimes you draw you draw bad, like right. You just gotta fold. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure he's French Canadian, right? Yes, um, he's somewhere up there. But yeah, we were talking about uh, clearance opens up other things. Yeah, you don't even get to know information because anything on top secret clearances need to know. So unless you work in some place, you get to know some secrets. I got to know a bunch of whole bunch of passwords that yeah. unlocked the equipment that I used that no one else knew how to use. So I don't really understand why it needed a code. Was That's it even fine. useful equipment? <laughs> what was what did you do? I was trained on analog equipment for internet and phones. <laughs> because analog is really hard to hack. Yeah, okay. That makes and sense. so for certain things you need to use analog. Who the fuck in the last thirty years has been trained on analog shit? Dude, That's my really favorite... those are cross cross uh uh, useful skills like you can use those anywhere you can take your analog yeah, yeah. <laughs> internet experience and go anywhere in the world <laughs> well basically i worked at a knock center but for analog what's a knock and center? uh i don't even know what it's um what's a knock center called <laughs> like a military term or what no um network operating operation center oh okay, uh, basically okay. like even riot has one but it's just like a Big hub like with lots of screens that runs everything, basically, but everything runs through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ran one with analog, and we'd drive up in our, our big truck. Our truck would park, it'd unfold, it'd open up, and we'd put satellite up. Is and this, this truck stuff. a transformer? Yeah. They open <laughs> up, dude. It's fucking amazing. Dude, that sounds uh, sick. Yeah, it was super awesome. Um, and then we set it up, and the internet ran, and then we just made sure it kept going. Um, but there was a job in the military, military called 25 Lima which they had to run a quarter-mile cable in under, like, I don't know, it was like two minutes through sand. And so when our vehicle pulled up, they just jumped out, grabbed the cable, and just started running in the direction to go to the, the generator. Cable? It was, it was like this like round, this? dude. Jeez. Yeah, it was huge. Like That's they had massive. Like put it on their arm, and they just sprint, and they just run. And, and is that like up. their whole job, or is that like just like a tertiary yeah. equipment? No, nope, that was job. their job. That was that's their amazing. Job. I would and love we to be like. Chalk blocks. <laughs> 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 Cause 
they were the stupid like all of us got like months and months of training Lima's got in there after like two weeks he just ran track <laughs> in high school and he was good to go yep. <laughs> he qualified that's amazing what did he do yeah. for the rest of the day they sat around they did kitchen detail clean shit guard oh, duty so they, they just did the fucking shit that nobody else wanted to do when, yeah because like... all of us had jobs and they ran cable <laughs> Couldn't they, like, fucking program a robot to do that? And just go, just cheaper to hire a guy? Yeah, and sand is hard to run through, even for robots. Yeah. I guess so. that's true. Yeah, poor, sand poor is hard to run million. through, even for robots. Yeah. That's a great quote. Robots, robots can't just jump over it, right? I don't know, maybe those Boston Dynamic ones could. Those things are pretty good. So, oh, dude, those are scary. Yeah. They put out a video recently of like a bunch of them dancing, and I thought it was funny. But it also like every every previous time they put out a video, it showcases like some major advancement in their technology. Where like look how far we've come with these robots to where they can balance on one leg and do a hop or whatever. And then this time it was just like basically the same thing that they showed last time, but with more robots. Um, so it was it was kind of a letdown for me. But also, oh. the funny thing is is that. You know, Boston Dynamics was bought out by, like, it was either General Motors. It was, like, a major motor company. Um, I think it was General Motors, but something like that. They bought them for, like, billions of dollars. So now this company is, like, making robots for GM or whatever. Um, and I can't figure out, like, why they would want that. Like, what does GM want with robots? Is it for things the assembly line? Is it for, like, what is this? I would assume it's assembly. Yeah. Um... But Jesus, man! Like, okay, so so on a scale of not scared to Elon Musk, how are you with AI? <laughs> AI that dude had nightmares. The more I think about it, like you know that shit's gonna go down. Like even though people are the most paranoid they've ever been about anything about AI, like that's been literally the 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 boogeyman in popular science fiction for decades. Um. So, like, you think they could come up with a way where they're like, hey, we're not actually going to let this happen. But, like, the, the idea of artificial intelligence is to produce something that thinks better than humans. And the minute that happens is like, oh, okay, what do we do now that this thing is smarter than us? It's obviously going to outthink us and work way around its things. So, like, if I actually think about it, I'm like, oh, man, that's terrifying. But very rarely am I, like, sitting down, I'm like, Fucking AI is going to get us. <laughs> I'm not like looking at my Google Assistant and being like, holy moly. Um, it's not something that like constantly weighs on me. But if I was like okay. to sit down and be like in a discussion with somebody like you and be like, are you worried that AI is going to be a threat to humanity in the next 500 years? I would probably say yes. I'd probably say like, yeah, obviously. But who knows? I don't. So for me, for some reason, I just don't feel like AI would ever be a threat to us. Because if it was smarter and didn't need us, it would just leave. That's what I've, I think, I, too. I, so so a, a computer, to me, would be like water, right? It always finds the path of least resistance. There's mm-hmm. no way killing humans and our fucking floss would be the least resistance. Like, I'm pretty sure it'd be easier for it just to make a spacecraft and launch itself and be like, fuck y'all, y'all dead as shit. Um, <laughs> There's some interesting yeah. theories about it. Um, where it goes to the point where it goes back to like its core programming, where 
it might not necessarily be smarter than people, but it ends up like like you said, finding the path of least resistance. But it still like has these directives. There's a great video by Tom Scott in like a what if scenario where um, these copyright lawyers does uh, task a group of engineers to say, "We want you to build an AI that's going to go through the entire internet and remove every instance of copyright material that's on this master list." And okay. the engineers the, in this scenario, the engineers come up with this. They give they give it two directives. They say. Um, Remove all this copyrighted content and do it in the least intrusive way possible so it doesn't disrupt users' experiences. And <laughs> the AI gets... They, and then they, they, in this scenario, they all went to Christmas break for two weeks. <laughs> so okay, they just okay. left this thing unsupervised for two weeks. And by the time they got back, it had like taken over micro manufacturing plants and produced um, spores that went into people's brains and removed instances oh. of copyrighted data from their brains. So, like, you couldn't think of the Marvel yeah. movies or anything like that. Um, it's like, gotcha. It's, like, such a weird situation, like, hypothetical situation where it's, like, it's obviously the most intelligent form of uh, intelligence on the planet, but it's still bound to these very loose terms that it's going to right. try and, like, do. Um, and I think that's, like... Obviously, the most likely situation. Obviously, I don't think there's going to be a robot that's going to go into our brains and take out uh, Mickey Mouse. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that something like that would happen, where an AI gets to the point where it just goes rogue and and does something really stupid. Like it goes and it turns off all the red lights in Montreal for some reason, and that's just all it does. <laughs> Why'd you do that? It's like because it made sense to. And you're like, yeah, how? You told me to get rid of the color red in the circle. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Red there. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, so I, I like I like Black Mirror. I like these these philosophical extremes, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're good talking points uh, for nothing more than just having fun with your friends. Yeah. Um. And uh, the one with the. Did you ever watch Black Mirror? Yeah, I, I've watched all of it. Uh, it's really good. The the one where they have like the chip of you and they take it yes. out and it like programs your house and so you torture it until it wants to like. For me, if I was the AI right now, I'm a pain in the ass, man. There's no way I'm gonna do that work. I don't give a fuck if I'm AI or not. And so you torture the shit out of them until they do it, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's really messed up. Okay, so I'm playing World of Warcraft, right? And there's a critter. It can't beat me, but I smashed it. Am I a bad person? <laughs> like to to what point do we have? To is there ever a point where where AI or computer life or code life is protected? If something is making decisions, no, I don't know. Cause that's so weird. I was going to say, if something is making decisions that's unprompted by humans, then I would consider it like sentient or whatever. But that's so weird because I, like when you think about it, every decision that you make as a human being has been coded into you. By your life experiences, do do you want to do you want to go to to free will? Because I don't think free will exists. Do you want to <laughs> go down this path? It. Let's talk about it. If you if you think about it, every single life experience that you've had since you were two years old, or whenever you actually start building cognitive like experiences, that has laid like some of the groundwork for like every single choice that you're going to make for the rest of your life. Like going down to like, am I going to go grab another beer from the fridge? Obviously, the answer is yes. So I'll be right back. <laughs> The weirdest pivot. Like, yeah, let's talk about free will. I'm gonna get more drunk. 
Uh, you're not even getting me one. You're getting up. You're getting a beer. You didn't send me any beer. You invite me to your show and you don't get me one. One of the goals of this show originally, and I think I would still love to do it. You um, did. T- you shared this to me. But continue. Yeah, I, was, I just like I would goal. like to like send people stuff for the show. Like I'd like to send you. Dude quality like lighting and camera and stuff and just like give you a good microphone and be like hey come on the show and i think to get to that level of like financial irresponsibility (laughs) you'd have to be like on something like joe rogan's level where you're just like i make so much fucking money from every show that i can afford to send somebody five thousand dollars worth of equipment so that their thing looks good (laughs) i I will say though i think you are fantastic at being a host um the the problem for you is going to be you know convincing the rest of the world it is (laughs) <laughs> I think you do things in a proper way, and I think it'd be really cool to send some like a care package. I'd be like, "Hey, this is the easiest thing to set up. Here's an instruction. Click this YouTube link for my video on how to set up the shit I sent you. You know, like that kind of stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, and that would be that would be the easiest thing to get sponsors for too. You could literally like go to Logitech or whoever and be like, "Hey, yeah, for this spot on this bottom right of my screen, will you send every single guest that comes on the show?" Like what? Like seventy five dollars for you at cost worth of equipment? Because I know Logitech I mean, locks their shit up. <laughs> and, and literally, you could at the very beginning be like, "Hey, does everything set up okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, how is the Logitech XX whatever the crap <laughs> camera? Oh yeah, it was super easy to set up once you get, like. It, it is such an easy transitionable ad that it becomes mm-hmm. no longer an ad, which is super illegal. That's what they but want. Awesome. That's what they want. The advertisers they love that shit. <laughs> Yeah, like my like my rips. They're like, oh yeah, look at that free advertising for all <laughs> ten people. Dude, um, those rips, those rips representatives. They're watching this right now, and they're just so happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get to free will. All right. <laughs> so, so you have X amount of of resources people can take, whether mm-hmm. that being um schooling or whatever. And there's just a bunch of people, and so I like to envision it as like a box full of marbles. And you put a hole in the end, and you shake the box, and eventually all the marbles will go through. But at designated times. So there might be chances that you never get to make a choice. Um, so, so we'll come back to this in a second. But that's that's how I envision most things. Um, my parents were super... Um, super about helping everyone. Like, I mowed this old lady's house every Saturday for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't my choice. My parents yelled at me because they felt bad when they saw her lawn long. And so now, distilled and ingrained into me, is if you see someone suffering, you help them. Just bottom line. And so when I... Um, I feel really bad about this, but like a year ago, I was riding one of those scooters, right? I'm going, I'm flying through LA, and I look, and there's like a, an older lady carrying pots out of her house. And I'm like, she needs help. So I immediately pull the scooter over, and I'm like, hey, you want some help with the pots? Now, you know that I've been, like, broken and injured forever. I hurt myself so bad carrying her goddamn pots. But I was at this Ow. point now. They're heavy! And my <laughs> shoulder slipped out. <laughs> so Wait, are we talking about, like, flower pots? Kitchen pots? Yeah. Yeah, like flower pots. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's more, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, like, she has some big-ass fucking plants, right? There's no <laughs> way she's going to carry these. So I carry them, I put them all in there. I had to put my arm back in after dislocating it. I, it hurt so bad I couldn't go back on the scooter, so I just walked home. Ooh. Like, I think I was going to go to work, too, and I just went home instead. <laughs> like, sorry, um, dislocated yeah. my shoulder. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, that was a really stupid choice. 
I was late to work. Uh, even if even even if I would have went to work, I was late to work. Uh, I put myself at a health risk. I didn't think about any of these things. I just saw woman needed help. I helped her. Wasn't much of a choice. It was just my nature of what I was going to do. And and I think there's like a lot of those instances that like sure I chose a cherry coke instead of a regular coke, but those aren't to me choices. Mm-hmm. Choices are. But when I joined Riot, it wasn't a choice. I worked at Pizza Hut. Like, we're going to take the upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Um, and so I, I think a lot of us are just instilled to when our marble hits and goes through that... Like, it was my turn to go through the hole. It, it was up. Uh, a couple things. I met a random rioter online. I said I would help him because I like to help people, and he sucked ass at League of Legends. So I helped him. He said, oh, you're actually a really good teacher, when an opportunity comes up at Riot, I'll put your name in the bucket. He put my name in the bucket. They called me up. I now work at Riot. So I'd like to actually, and this is this was a great story, but I'd actually like to dive into more about your definition of choices because I thought that was really interesting. Okay. Where you yeah. said that choosing a cherry Coke over a root beer, that's not really a choice. And I never really thought about that. And you're like, yeah. So, so would you define a choice? It has to be something of consequence. Is that yes. what you would say? Yeah. It has to it, be like changing an stream. impact on something. Yeah. Um, what would you say the littlest choice, the littlest real choice would be? Brushing your teeth. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, see I, that. I think, I, I think it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a choice. Hygiene, I should say, it, it is, is the littlest choice you can do. Because for a majority, you're not taking a shower, you're not brushing your teeth, you're not flossing, you're not doing all those things isn't impacting anyone but you. Well, um, unless you're going to a Smash how, Brothers game. And let's, let's take some of those conventions. There's been, I've played against smelly people in Smash Brothers. I'm not going to call them out on that shit. It's just going to be embarrassing for them. It's going to make, make me look like an asshole. There's nothing they can do about it now. So really, they chose to have it like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the train thing. That's a choice. Um, but yeah, like, I think I think hygiene is 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 the bottom line uh, for like a choice that because most of time it doesn't help hurt your health but it will down the road if you don't brush your teeth for ten years year one you might be fine you just stop cold turkey and never brush your teeth for a year Ugh. you probably oh. won't have a problem that year but it will come back to bite your ass later um, mouth would feel terrible yeah it, it feels slimy I brush my teeth because it feels slimy if you don't I I could take a nap for five minutes and my mouth would feel awful when I wake up I don't know what it is I think it's because I like I breathe through my mouth when I sleep for some reason but I oh, notice all that bacteria just blooms yeah, I don't know what the, what the deal is I'm sure there's some scientific explanation for it I think it's because it dries out your mouth too but I used to take sure, really sure, short sure. cat naps uh, when I was younger because um, I would have these instances where I was at work and I would have like a 10 minute break and I would just be exhausted and I would just literally just sleep for 10 minutes and it would work and I'd be like wake up and I'm like hey let's go do stuff um, but my mouth would always feel like terrible after that, so I can't imagine not brushing going a year. Yeah, that that might have been gross and and disgusting, but um, yeah, I think those kind of things, like flavors, don't really change much. Um, <laughs> and people will generally choose things that upgrade their life. I shouldn't say generally. People will always choose things that upgrade them, whether they whether it's true or not. Um. 
And so I, I think when you offer someone something new and they accept it, it's not really a choice. A choice mm -hmm. comes down to if Microsoft and Riot reached out to me and says, hey, we want you to work same job, same pay, same location, a choice arrives, right? Um, but most of the time it's just picking the better option, which I know I could have said better choice, but I think it's just an option instead. Yeah. Um, cause, um, do you find when you have to make a difficult choice, do you find that the answer you come to ends up being your gut reaction most of the time? Yeah. Even if you think gut about feeling. it, I think, I think I do that a lot and it makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel guilty that I put on this show that I was thinking about something, but in uh. reality, <laughs> I already had a decision from the very beginning. Like I could think about something for five, five days and like, I'll usually end up in the same situation that I was when I first like was presented with that choice. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. a good thing or if that's a bad thing, if that's widespread or if that's like my flaw, but it's weird. So I, I'm I feel about this this book called Grit, um, by Angela Duckworth. Um, That's a great which name. is like why why do naturally ta talented people frequently fail to reach their potential, while others far less gifted individuals go on to achieve amazing things? <laughs> um, and and it's 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 this concept of like trust. Isn't that the same book? There's, there's a book that like is trust your gut. I'd have to read a little bit of that that grit thing, but it's like. I would say there's like three tiers of intelligence, uh, as I see it. It's people that can be ignorantly bliss and be stupid and just find happiness in life. And then there's this middle section where you're smart enough to realize life is shitty, but you can't solve it. You can't get out of it. My brother's right there right now. He's like, man, people are assholes. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, life is hard. I'm like, yep. And he's like, politics are shit. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, life isn't worth living. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Slow down. Oh. And he's like, it's never going to get better. And I'm like, of course not. Life just gets harder the older you get. And he's like, well, then why would you want to live? And I'm like, because you get stronger. Oh, you don't know how to get stronger yet. I see. Uh, and and that's like where it comes down to like you have to raise. And it's not an IQ. It's it's using the talents or the, the abilities you have to reach that next tier of like making things better for you. Um, and I, I think gut feeling is is such a important part of that. Of like a gut feeling is your brain receiving information that it doesn't know how to process, but it's still information that gives you one way or another, but you can't consciously put a finger on it. So I always say trust your gut. If someone says this feels wrong to me, absolutely instantly I always stop. Like gut feeling above everything else, always to me. Um, Do you think the term so. gut feeling came from? Like if you ate something nasty and you're like, oh, I don't feel good, is that a gut feeling? <laughs> no, I think it goes from people that were doing things that they didn't think were right, and it it hurts your stomach. Okay. <laughs> Have you gotten so nervous or anxious about something? Your yeah, all hurts? the time. I I, I, I get from. nauseous over like everything. But that's uh, usually like, I don't know. That's that's unrelated. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was interesting. Like I, I always <laughs> like to think of the etymology yeah. of terms. Um, I think that the most in my life, the intelligence that I value the most is the ability to interact with the widest group of people in a positive way, where if I can have a positive impact on the widest group of people, I think that is more valuable to my life than me being able to solve even the hardest math equation or being able to program the best code or being able to do the, the make the strongest bridge out of the least materials or something like that. Um, 
And I think it's really interesting that that often gets you the farthest. Like I think social intelligence has such a strong impact on where your life goes versus actual intelligence. Because I've met some really, 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 really smart people who are just assholes and just impossible to interact with um, on any level. And it's just like, okay, well, you can get a job doing this and you'll make this amount of money. But imagine if you were a really, really, really smart person who also didn't make everyone in the room want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, interviewing is, is, a, is a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about promotions or pay or talking yourself up is a talent because you don't want to do it too much because then you seem like you're not humble, but you want to do it enough that you're paid for what you're worth. Um, <laughs> when I was 18, I took like a couple of advanced classes, and one of them was an interview class. And this teacher literally interviewed like 100 kids for the same job. And afterwards, he's like, I would hire Alex. And I was like, oh, I'm the greatest. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, because Alex went into that interview thinking he was the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a and great I like, class. I've never even heard of an interview class before. That's amazing. I had a, it was, it was like an AP home. Uh, it wasn't home mech, but it was like, it taught us how to do taxes. It taught us how to interview. It taught us how to do like adult things. That's a, a oh, this, extravagant. I would love, yeah, I would this love te- if that this teacher was, like, was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And he was just like, you know, Alex kept eye contact the entire time with me and talked about it. And I was like, yeah, cause we're equals. And he's like, Alex, we're not equals. <laughs> you understand that? He was like, but, that was my my young cocky self, and I and I've been able to like somewhat translate it into a less cocky version. Um, it still comes off as cocky half the time. Yeah, but it, but it's it's almost the same vein, right? Like um, manipulation, persuasion are the same thing with different intents. Yeah. If, okay. If I'm trying to. Oh, go ahead. I, I'd like to I'd like to say my definition of cocky versus cocky. I think cocky yeah. is confidence without the ability to back it up with actual talent or skill. Whereas confidence is like, you you know that you can do something and you're showing that you can do it. Would you agree with that? The only reason why I disagree with you is I, I think on paper, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but because cocky or confident are labeled by someone else, it has to do with how you rub against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. so it, you can right now be like, my name's Nighthawk. I'm a <laughs> sick-ass gold Vi player, and I can prove that mathematically go free, go with free. stats. Right? <laughs> And then I could be like, he just walked in, told me he was gold three. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, I'm iron. I don't give a shit, fucking cocky ass bastard. Even though everything you told me was true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. That's, so, that's that's a hundred percent correct. You are a thousand percent correct. And that's where the skill comes in. That's where like, if you can come off from saying that you go into a room and you're like, I'm I'm diamond. And you don't make everyone in that room hate you. That is the skill. Right. Yeah, if you come into a room and someone's like, "Are you are you good at League of Legends?" and you say, "No," I don't think any of us are really good at League. Like Faker's really good at League of Legends, right? Right mm-hmm. there, you've already disarmed. You're not trying to put it in anyone's face. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Okay, so what ELO are you?" And I was like, "Oh, well, my highest was like Diamond, right?" There's many ways to say this. I'm Diamond One right now. Uh, I've been diamond one for like eight years, right? There's there's so many ways of telling what rank you are, uh, and if you lie about it, it also comes off as cocky. Like you're you're high. Oh, I've I've dabbled, right? Like you're playing around the question too long. <laughs> there's so many steps into just like delivering such an easy thing in speech 
that uh yeah no i i agree with you um cocky confident to me it's just cocky as you can't back it up that's it bottom line cocky yeah. but muhammad ali was incredibly cocky and that dude was incredibly the best boxer ever <laughs> um but he was an asshole about it <laughs> and if you've ever seen him box have you have you seen him box I've seen clips. I've never seen like a full match. I mean, the, the one where he like dodges like nine punches yeah. and goes like this. <laughs> Don't do that. No one's going to like you, even though everything you did was right. He can't hit you. It's a joke to you and you're going to crush his soul. Like. But we, we've know. also reached like a level where that like becomes sort of an attractive trait where people are like, like um, to use League of Legends as an example, where. Double lift was like this this sort of anti hero hero of the LCS for so long yeah. because he had this attitude where he's like I'm the best of the LCS and he he knew when to be humble quote unquote um, was that when he went O three when, when he lost <laughs> <laughs> he knew when to when to to yeah. dial it back a bit but I think people liked him so much because he he also came in with that attitude where he like he was a bit of a a cocky man um, and I think that's interesting because generally speaking i don't find that like a very endearing trait but it was also like it was fun to watch sometimes no i I, i'm with you um yeah i mean double lift sneaky um (laughs) yeah they've never been cutie pie they've never been world-class adcs even in their prime even in the early days of league of legends they were not the best but they came off as the best. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're right on that. They they hit a, a good threshold. Side note: I think double list mentality is the most destructive mentality I've ever seen. Are you like, talking about the 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 attitude or like the mentality of like this season doesn't matter? My teammates are holding me back. What are you talking about? Yeah, that kind of stuff right there. Uh, so, uh, like a month ago, he was asked why he retired, and he was like, "Oh, I realized that no team from North America could win worlds, and why would I keep trying?" And I was just like, I guess no team from America is ever going to win the World Cup, so why do I even play soccer anymore? Just delete soccer from America, because we're not Germany, we're not England. Like, that is the worst possible mentality. Um, But his thing was like, I'm the best where I am, I can't ever be better than them, therefore I'm going to stop. And I'm just like, every kid that heard that is going to believe him, but that is not... (laughs) You should never do something because you want to be the world class. Mm-hmm. You should do something because you love it. You're passionate about it. And if Doublelift's passion died, that's fine. My passion died for soccer as well. And and when I was like 12 to 18, I could put 10 hours into soccer a day and it didn't bother me. But then it started to bother me. I wanted to do other things. I wanted to talk to people. <laughs> like I want to do things. And, and so I stopped. But I would never say because I couldn't be the best. It was because my passion died. Um, and I think he needs to come to grasp with the fact that trying hard, because he always said, I tried really hard. I talk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I'm going to get to Pluto every day. I've tried really hard. I Every morning I sit up and I go, and I, I just, I tried. Trying doesn't do shit. <laughs> like, Side note, have you ever tried to use the force? And you yes. Just, you believe it. You believe it. Today is the day where you're going to be able to pull that thing towards you. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you something, and you cannot bring this up against me. Okay. This is arbitration. When I was 16, I had a dream I could breathe underwater. 
I had never tried to breathe underwater, but this dream was lucid as shit. But I understood that people can die from trying to breathe underwater. So I invited some friends over, and I oh, filled no. up my bathtub, <laughs> and I stuck my head underwater, and I inhaled as much water as I possibly could to see if I was maybe the missing link. What happened? I am not the missing link, <laughs> and it hurts so bad. That's that's I, that's like scary because that can damage that can mess up your lungs. I'm aware. Okay, <laughs> I coughed and cried for like an hour, and I was Aww. like throwing up, and it was super awful. However, yes, I have tried to use the force. I've tried to read minds. I've tried talking to ghosts. I've stared at a corner, see if like it's an invisible someone, and then they realize I can see them, and they say, "How could you see me?" And I'm like, "I couldn't see you. Faked you out. How the fuck are you invisible?" <laughs> I've done that too. I'll do that. I'll be like, I know you're there all the time. <laughs> there was like this, this weird noise in my apartment early or like last night. And it was like just after I was watching um, the Twilight Zone reboot, which is not very okay. good. Um, oh, I like Twilight yeah. Zone. I really like the Twilight Zone too. And I really like Jordan Peele, but the Twilight Zone reboot was not very good. Wait, Jordan um, Peele did the Twilight reboot and fucked it up? It's only on CBS All Access. That's why you've not heard of it. It's, no, okay. it's mediocre. It's there's some good ones, some you, know, you probably wouldn't like it at all. Um, awesome. Okay. Based off of the information I know about you, that's sweet. Uh, I'll take your recommendation and not watch it. And I'll still believe Jordan Peele is the best director we've had in the last decade. I love Jordan Peele. I loved. I love all of Same. his stuff. I love Keen Peele. I love. I love everything that he's done that I've that I've um, consumed. Other than get uh not get out. Get out was good. Other than the Twilight. Us. Oh, you I, see I haven't seen us. No, I haven't. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, it's very okay. hard for me to divorce Jordan Peele in terms of his acting from mm. Keen Peele as well. So when he like comes in and he's trying to play the Rod Sterling character, where he's like, "You're walking into a dimension, a dimension not only of mind and sound but of mind." But it's like fucking Jordan Peele and he's smoking a pipe, and I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> When's when's Key gonna come out and fucking like break a chair over his back? <laughs> Dude, it's how I feel about like um what's his name? Uh, uh Ace Ventura. Uh, no, Jim, uh Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey can't be anything but it's just an obnoxious <laughs> loon. And when he tries to play a serious role, I'm like, dude, just make a joke. Make a joke, talk out your ass and walk away. Like yeah. it's what I want. And it, it, it's uh, it's it's bad because I don't want anyone to feel like and this is like the most stupid opinion ever, because obviously my opinion doesn't mean anything, but I don't want any like actor to feel like they're stuck in comedy. And I think comedy is like right. the most entertaining form of entertainment for me. But some people will think like it's a lower form or whatever. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're stuck in comedy forever. But he has like Adam Scott on the show, who's the guy from Parks and Rec. He's the guy who loves um fucking uh calzones, <laughs> and he has oh, um okay. Ganesh from Silicon Valley on the show, and they're all playing these serious roles. And I'm like, I cannot take mm-hmm. any of you people seriously. In the slightest, um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it it feels like they're not acting. It feels like they're just trying to like be like, and it's I don't know if it's like they're bad at acting or if they're just. I'm just so used to seeing them being in these weird, silly roles. But yeah, that was my next question. Was going to be is it because of you or is it because of them? I don't know. I um, don't. I don't think I can make a call like that. Like I'll watch people who do reviews of stuff and they'll be like, the acting really took me out of the movie because they were just like delivering their performance really bad. I have never been in a situation where I'm like, this guy's bad at acting. I'll just be like, I just didn't, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, um, the new X-Men, Phoenix. I can't remember what her name is from Game of Thrones. She killed it for me. The minute she was Jean, I was out. 
I was out. She doesn't look like a Jean Grey. She looks like a fucking model. That's not my Jean Grey. Yeah. Jean Grey wasn't a beautiful temptress and all this stuff. She wasn't this elegant, perfect, nerdy girl. She was just a person. She was, I, don't, I, I think that's a terrible way of describing it, but she wasn't. I don't know. I, I think they made it too much about like her looking like this beautiful girl, but that's mm-hmm. not what Jean Grey was. I haven't seen but Dark Phoenix yet, actually. It's it's like it, it, it was Apocalypse, man. Me. It was Apoc- I didn't watch Dark Phoenix either. Uh, oh, Apocalypse? The Apocalypse, the Apocalypse movie. Apocalypse, I liked because Apocalypse was so silly. <laughs> I liked I liked the the origin story, <sighs> and I really liked that Apocalypse was supposed to be like this Thanos character. And then, like, they just, he was just defeated in, like, the silly shape And he, he wasn't the same thing. Like, Thanos, yeah. like, so the, the couple t- teasers I saw of Thanos through the MCU, right? I was like, mm-hmm. it's Thanos who gives a shit. Like, it's just some normal dude. But then, like, when you first see Thanos, I was like, oh, shit, dad's home. He's mad. <laughs> oh, I was fucking around. Like, that's how I felt. Never got that once with Apocalypse. He no. seemed like he was, he was scrounging. Like, he was dirty. He wasn't a king. He wasn't a, a ruler. He was this cockroach that hasn't gotten stomped out thoroughly yet. Uh, that's how I felt about it. Uh, I think it had to do with the, the actor, the makeup. Uh, Apocalypse was supposed to look like Thanos. He's this giant of a dude yeah, that yeah. can grow bigger people. No, he was he was scrawnier than fucking Fastbender. Like the actor is like he's like a really big actor too, isn't he? Hold on. Who was it? I don't. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Because it's like, first... it, when I found out who the actor was, it surprised me. Fuck. IMDB. Come on, Alex, go faster, go faster. Beat him, beat him, beat him, beat him. My computer is struggling trying to stream and do this. Um, it doesn't even have him in the top ten. Oscar Isaac. It... He's Poe from Oscar. Star Wars. No, that was Poe? That was Poe. And that was that like so... beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his picture. I know. It doesn't like... It didn't even seem like the same person. Like, oh, it was such a weird character for him. Dude, is he Moon Knight? Um, I don't know who Moon Knight is. Uh, I don't know how to describe Moon Knight to you. Um, Can you at least give me context? It's like a Batman guy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm wrong. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no, that guy's awesome. I can't yeah. believe that was who who Apocalypse was. That's what surprised me too. Like you would never put those dots together unless you looked it up. Um, which is good for yeah. him because X Men Apocalypse was a, a piece of trash. <laughs> yeah, but... it also made me sad that like he was trying to rush a plan to get Xavier. Like, if you are a being that's lived for three thousand years, whoever the crap he was, you're not in a hurry. Um. I so Final Fantasy fourteen storyline might be one of my favorite stories of all time. Like if you just follow the Asian curvature, it's amazing. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Like literally, that's how much I love it. I will never spoil it for someone. But it's mortals fighting against immortal beings, and I think my favorite ship post bro is just like, wait twenty years, they'll die of old age. <laughs> and it's kind of like the same thing I'm thinking of Apocalypse. I'm like, well, for Apocalypse, just... his whole thing was like he. The reason he was immortal is because he would take mutants and he would like suck their juice out, and he'd be like, mm, "Tasty mutant juice." I'm gonna he'd live suck, forever. He swapped bodies with them. Oh yeah, yeah, was a body same swap. Thing. Yeah, same thing. yeah, you got time. Yeah, that's true. Shit, there's 
there's no rush. If if you can just swap bodies, which one that's a shitty superpower. They have to have a system to do that. Yeah, that's like a, uh, a pyramid with a giant laser that comes down and like shoots uh, stuff. Super complicated. Yeah. But like I don't know. Yeah, Apocalypse was disappointing. Um <laughs> Thanos did not disappoint though. Thanos is pretty I was good. happy with Thanos. I was yeah. happy with how he's portrayed, how he talked. I loved Yank, young Thanos because I, there was there's a comic where young Thanos does get really mad at old Thanos uh, because old Thanos is like, has already conquered the universe. And he's like, it's fine. Just chill. And he's like, I'll never chill. I'm ambitious. Right. Uh, I like that young ambitious kind of drive. Um, and the fights were cool. Fat Th- Thor was great. Like, see that that's great. I think MC did a really good job. I wish DC didn't suck. Yeah. Um, DC I, had, I was... had one ace in their hole and it was wonder woman. And then they threw it away. They're like, holy shit. They- Bye. Bye. Oh, the first Wonder Woman movie was so good. They had it. They had it. It was there. That was their their that was their Captain America. And yeah. they threw it away. They needed they needed an Iron Man though. And Iron. it's not gonna be Ben fucking Affleck. Not gonna be fucking Batman, it's not gonna be fucking Superman, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the Superman portray that they have, I, I don't know what the actor's name is. I should know because he's the Witcher. He's an amazing actor. Henry Cavill. I think he, Cavill. Henry, yeah, he, Henry, he looks like Superman. Like that. That's great. He does. You, you have Superman. a good portrayed Superman. You had him do a dark thing of killing fucking President Zod or whatever his fucking name was. General Zod. General, was it? I don't know. Whoever's neck he snapped. That's awesome. That's a twist. Superman doesn't kill people. He killed someone. That's okay. We're, we're cooking here. And then you just the mother boxes and the weird, like Superman's dead. Let's fight now! Like really, really? That's how strong Superman is. A he fought once. The source material like, is such a mess. Let's be in the Flash. A Flash. The so, oh, Flash. I feel like Flash. The only reason Flash was so bad is because they spent so much money and effort making him a TV series. And I think the I don't even watch all of it, but I think the Flash TV series was like. A success in terms of its view, like like it, the attention it garnered. But I think it was. I watched stupid. the first season. Yeah, I watched the first season. I thought it, I thought it was worth watching. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't finish the Green Arrow. I could not finish the first season. Green, Green Arrow was bad. Okay, um, cool. Green Lantern was bad too. Did it have a TV show? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, you're talking about the movie. The movie was bad with Ryan Reynolds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. He's a funny guy. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, ever since I saw Van Wilder when I was a kid, I was like, this is the coolest man in the entire world, right? He reminds um, me a lot of um, one of my brother, older brother's friends. He looks very similar. Nice. Uh, it was he's also fun. just a raging douchebag that played it off as a cool, charismatic person. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't interact much with him. He seemed like I was all right. Do you think Ryan Reynolds is a raging douchebag? And Van Wilder? Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. Not Sorry, right. I, thought you meant, I thought you meant in general. No, no, Ryan Reynolds is a great person. Um, yeah. yeah, it's... Oh, about actors switching between things. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt is very funny. He's done a couple of funny roles, a couple of serious roles, a couple of really weird roles. The things that come to my mind are like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, Troy, where he was Achilles, and then Fight Club. I think those are three very different roles. Yeah. And I don't peg him as one of those. Um, Nicholas Cage, who has never turned down a role, 
has been in 6,742 movies, 15 more next month. Um, I would also never peg him as a character. So I, so I, I hear what you're saying about like Peel and um, like Jim Carrey and stuff like that. I, I think it, I think it falls on the actor more. Uh, Maybe, but it's also saturation. Like, how many Keenan Peel scripts have you watched? For me, oh, it's like true. pretty much every single one that's on YouTube. Multiple so it's very hard for too. me to. Yeah, probably a couple times too. And, and, and like when I see him walk in a room and try to be serious, all I'm thinking is like, I said, "Be." <laughs> you said that. You said that. Is that what you said? Is that what you said though? You said that though. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. it's it's very hard for me. I don't know if it. I, I can't say. I don't think it is acting because it's just for me looking at that person's face immediately goes to that that point of contact for me. Whereas, like. For a long time, you know how everyone, when they talk about movies, they talk about, they don't list the character's name. They list so-and-so's character, like Brad Pitt's character, Nicolas Cage's character. For me, for the longest time, it was the opposite for me. Like, I would list the name of the character and, like, whoever played X-Men Apocalypse, whoever played Thanos, whoever played so-and-so. Um, okay. Because that's just how, like, divorced I was from actors uh, to where I wasn't, like, I'd pegging them at any role. I think somewhere that has shifted for me. And I think it's because these days it feels like everyone's in everything. And you'll just see the mm. same five people in every single similar thing. And I don't know if that's... Yeah. Like, no, no, I, I, I think you're... Yeah, if you're going to spend X amount of money, you have to get the best for it, right? So, yeah. like, uh, let's say that I was going to make a brand new fighting movie right I, i'm gonna make street fighter but it's gonna be good right mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna pick the best fighters i can know it you best believe batista's gonna be in there that dude's been in again a thousand movies but batista the rock john cena like they're just gonna be in the movie oh wait we'll record around their schedule like i need those heavy hitter when you see them they look like fighters uh-huh. um for, i'm gonna need for me Daph Lundgren. The... Sylvester Stallone. Um, For me, the the like the the most typecast person ever, or at least the most typecast group of people ever who have been consistently great in everything they've been in. There's like people like Samuel Jackson and Morgan Freeman, who like Samuel Jackson plays the same character in every single movie he's in. (laughs) There's no movie that Samuel Jackson. Oh, even There's no movie that he's in where he's like he's not playing some grizzled old black man who's like trying to do some uh like uh managerial role, but he's just sick nope. and tired of it all. The Kingsman. He had what a list. Ah, yeah, had. yeah. Okay. And it was so unnerving to see him. But it was it was really good. Like his actor was good. His acting was good, but I was like, is that Sam Jackson? Because he sounds like he's like thirty with a lift. <laughs> Um, um yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're 100% yeah. right. It's uh, it's just weird though. It's weird cuz like I don't think I've ever seen a well, I don't I don't want to make a an absolute statement there, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Sam Jackson that I didn't think was pretty good. Um and that's definitely not true for like actors like um Brad Pitt or actors Nick- like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm sorry. What what movie did Brad Pitt do that wasn't good? I don't know. I couldn't name it cuz I'm very terrible at remembering movies. Oh. I was just using Brad, it as an example. I think Troy was Brad Pitt's worst movie, and I really like Troy, but it was not a great movie. <laughs> oh, do you have three and a half hours? 
I do not. <laughs> no, I do. I'll have so much. Okay, going back to this, when I start working night shift, not that I'm not busy, but like there's so many long stretches of time where I'm just going to be Does like. Does your work watch the stream? Uh, probably not. <laughs> like they know. Uh, they they know. They, they're tracking me. Um, I get paid well to do what I do. And when I'm not doing what I'm doing, it's not because I'm ignoring it. It's because it doesn't need to be done. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, um, it's Orlando Bloom uh, and Brad Pitt are in it. And it's it's about like how the whole Battle of Troy went down and stealing people's wives and shit. I've um, literally never heard of this. Troy? Or yeah. the Battle of Troy? The no, movie or the, the movie? I've never heard of the movie. I'm I'll familiar with the, the Greek. I'll get in a plane right now and go to North Carolina. I'm not afraid of you. You can visit home on the way. <laughs> Stop by in the way. Um, no, it, it was a movie that came out 2000, maybe? Oh, let's, see, let's see what happened. Why are you let's asking me? <laughs> I was asking. It's 2004. It got a 54% on Rotten Tomato and a 7.3 oh. on IMDb. Uh, but 92% of users like this movie. It, I mean, the whole thing is just like, look at Brad Pitt, be very muscular, Achilles, can't be beaten. Honestly, Brad Pitt, for me, is so generic that I'm having trouble picturing his face. And I don't know what that is. Okay, that's who Brad Pitt is. Okay. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> for that, some reason, is I was getting t- him, like, mixed up with, like, Tom Cruise. <laughs> wow, they are very different. I know. Oh. Tim, is not Tenet? Tenet, yeah. Tenet was bad. Tenet was bad. It was bad? What's it about? Yeah. Christopher Nolan misses his brother because his brother's a fucking assassin. Um, Christopher Nolan? Did you hear about a that? Director? Christopher Nolan's a director. There's two. He has two brothers to help him write scripts, and one of them is a hitman. What? And it's like, yeah. Like, really? A hitman? Yeah. Nolan, brother, hitman. This is bizarre. I've never heard of that before. Uh, let's see. Christopher Nolan, the older brother, uh, has been arrested by the FBI in his hometown of Chicago and is now awaiting extradition to Costa Rica to face murder and kidnapping charges. Holy shit. So he's like, he's like under trial for Hitman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. That's Christopher Nolan's brother. But That's, that's terrifying. Anyway, Tenet is about... I, I don't want to spoil it for you because the whole movie is about the mystery, right? It's a, it's a Nolan <laughs> thing. Um... Yeah, it's sort of like but his deal. basically, it has to do with time travel. It has to. Do, I shouldn't say time travel. It has to do with a timeline, a timeline, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how to fucking explain this movie. Shit was confusing. I spent two hours after it talking about it and then looking up stuff about it. Uh, Did you like the Looper? main action? No, you didn't like Looper. I don't. Okay, the only time travel I like is Doctor Who. The rest of it's shit, shit. That's awful. And the reason why I like Doctor Who is because it's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Because it's just like he's very lighthearted and like I don't know. Let's figure it out. He's like getting in my phone booth. I used like, to be so scared of Doctor Who when I was a kid. Not the not the Doctor Who himself, but like the monsters on it. My brother would watch fucking... it. He he really loved Doctor Who, and I would try to watch. Did you it with watch him. the? Did you watch the Angel episode? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's like the that's like the the. That's how you get nightmares. Quintessential one. Uh, I was yeah. really scared of the Ood. I was really scared of... Um, there was like this one episode. It was like the first David Tennant episode. And the reason I say David Tennant is because Tennant was mentioned. <laughs> um, and he's the best doctor. And he is the best doctor, in my opinion. Although the guy right before him was pretty good, too. I don't know. He was super good. Eccleston. 
Christopher Eccleston. But the only one you can beat it with is David Tennant. Yeah. Like, that's just unfortunate. Um, like, but like his, his first episode was, like, they go to a hospital, and there's, like, this... The hospital is categorizing every single disease ever. <laughs> and, like, they're using humans to, like... um keep the diseases alive or something like that i think that's the premise of the episode and it scared me when i was a kid because like the way that the like the the way that the disease was spread is like if you got touched by anybody um then you just had the disease and like the people were just all in like terrible uh yeah makeup and stuff and it was scary as a kid uh but now going back and looking at him like this is just really corny (laughs) but i enjoy it i mean they're fucking the daleks they're (laughs) just trash cans the thing like, i like about the daleks is that they've been around fucking forever and they just keep bringing them back as like this ultimate supervillain, and it's just like me me yeah they're the ultimate supervillain. you can't change that it's hilarious in, in an american culture we would have changed it right you always have to go Absolutely. bigger and better the but daleks would have been like, like 60 um, years ago it was decided <laughs> Yeah, this culture like, is so freaking hilarious <laughs> because they're so set in their ways. British entertainment has been the exact same shit for 40 years. <laughs> Have you watched Red Dwarf? No, I haven't. What is it about? Okay. Okay. So this this show was on PBS. It was it was right after Red and Green, which was basically like these two guys that lived out in the woods that would fix everything with duct tape. But but <laughs> Red Dwarf was a show about space travel uh this entire ship is going through space and a guy snuck a cat on board you're not allowed to so he got locked up in a stasis chamber for like a year for his penalty or whatever right um during that time something bad happened and this dude was frozen for like ten thousand years and so the spaceship has been traveling through space so he wakes up and everyone's dead everyone's gone there's there's not even bodies that's how long it's been um but the cat Hey. The cat evolved into humanoid cats. So it's a humanoid cat friend. There's cats in the tunnels that are like somewhat people, but you never see them. And then there's a robot that's his friend. And there's a hologram that's also so these four idiots traveling through space. And it's just it's British humor. Wait, what type of show? Oh, it's joke. a comedy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought this was like, British. like science fiction or something. No. I don't know. No. Um. Dude, I gotta show you a picture of the cat person. This sounds awful. <laughs> if I'm it's being so honest. bad. Um, uh-huh. Red Dwarf show. Oh yeah, dude's even got a good picture. Oh, this picture's aw- it's perfect. This is the picture. This is the picture you need to see. I don't know how to show you this picture. How to show you this picture? You can send me it on Discord. I know, but how do I do? I oh, how do you show the stream? It? No, I don't want to show the stream. Oh, okay. Co- copy. Um, co- yeah, go. copy and then just paste it in a DM. I'm gonna get there. I'm bad at. Okay, so aren't if you, you look at this picture. Like a- Working computers for a living? No, I talk to people for a living. Okay, so the person on the left is the robot. The person next to him is the cat person. The person next to him is the hologram. And there's the main character. I gotta pull this up on my work laptop because Discord's not working on my computer for some reason. Oh my Dude, my God. computer has been such a piece of crap recently. I hate it. That's unlucky. I'm trying to get a new CPU, and the AMD is just like, oh, by the way, we don't have any stock ever. Oh, uh, yeah, everything's been bought right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a it's hilarious. It's so corny, and like you can actually see the strings holding up the spaceship as they pretend to go through space. You can like, see that on like the old Doctor Who episodes. Oh my god, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's so, 
yeah so yeah anyway it's great it's worth a watch uh if you have nothing else to do and you like british humor uh, but yeah i, I used to watch this as a kid so does the cat remember him i mean i guess he must no no he's just they just know him as the ancestor that brought him like he's just oh, like oh okay so they're like worship yeah. okay yeah, i wouldn't say worship but they're nice to him oh okay but it's it's I mean, again, it's like 10,000 years, right? So, like, 10,000 years ago, if someone dropped off the first human, we wouldn't fucking know. True. I mean, Somewhere that's where that's that's the pyramids gone. came from, right? Dude. All right, you want to talk about aliens? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about literally so, everything else. There's just no way we're by ourselves. And, well, and that's, that's like that's like, the math, that's like the Fermi paradox. Not the Fermi. The Fermi paradox is... Um, if there was life out there, we would have found it already. But I think the the other one is like the universe is so infinite that that is physically impossible that some yeah. other form of life doesn't exist. And to say that we would have discovered it by now is someone greatly exaggerating how strong they are, mm-hmm. uh, and like presence, right? Like the fact that I can't even tell you if Pluto's the last thing rotating our sun because it's really hard for us to know. It's like, bruh, like. You're gonna claim that life is in this universe, like that's my thing. My thing is like we don't have telescopes on Earth that can see the moon in such um in such high definition that you can see the the flag, like the moon lander and shit. It would be so yeah. small on, on our telescopes on Earth, and we're like looking at planets and other solar systems light years away, and we're like that has water on it. <laughs> Oh, dude, 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 I saw, I, I, so I've been starting to watch, like, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and other um, physicists talk about space. Mm-hmm. I've never liked space, but I started playing the Kerbal Space Program, mm-hmm. and I finally got a rocket into orbit. That's and I'm nice rotating right. around the Earth, and it's just that music, and you're looking at space, and I was like, bitch, I'm gonna learn about space! So I pulled up Neil deGrasse Tyson and watched a bunch of videos. But I watched about uh, a supernova that was caught on camera. And they're like, how did you know it was going to be a supernova? And they figured it out because the, when the, 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 the sun went supernova and it went around a black hole, it warped the light. And so we had already seen it years earlier. And oh, they were yeah. going to catch it on the other side. And that's how they knew where to look and all this shit. Like, it, I'm terribly explaining it. Yeah. yeah Anyways, yeah. space, super cool now. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, there's just no way that we're not the only human or the only life, right? Do you know um, how they discovered discovered pulsars no so pulsars are a type well let me explain how they discovered them first because it sort of goes into that um so i think it was seti or it was some listening station was listening for radio signals from extraterrestrial beings because they're like hey those those are out there so we're gonna listen for them um and they get this signal and it's like this pulsing sing- signal and they're like what is this it's just like very regular like down to the very the very unit smallest unit of measurement it was like that regular and they're like what the hell is this so they they use their fancy space technology and they look at it what's going on and it's um i think it's and i, I might i'm being wrong but i think the basics of it is like it's this body of star like it's either a star that got warped by gravity or something but something happened that it's spinning so fast that it's outputting radiation in two um, directions just because it's being teared, teared apart by its own centripetal force and the radiation that's being flung away from it at this 
astronomical speed is producing these radio signals that these people are are um picking up and when you think about it when you think about like astronomy and stuff you don't think about like things moving really quickly but the star is literally spinning thousands of times a second can you imagine like something like that that just doesn't it doesn't comprehend it does not work yeah. in our sense of like brain you just can't well, think of something like that uh it's, no it's, i i 100 percent because because you can't i per sorry i can't say you i'm not gonna put this on anyone i can't comprehend can how it. big space is i, I can't mm-hmm. because like i can't comprehend every human on the planet like there's seven billion people seven point like three Mm-hmm. right now someone's doing x whatever it is i want to say whatever i think so even think about like lean back in your chair and imagine there's like 50 people in the apartment building i'm living in and they're all doing something and they all have parents they all have had um interactions with people and just try to comprehend even people that live in your your near area all the things that are happening okay if you can't even comprehend that and understand that fully how would you understand a galaxy let alone the next step um yeah. But the sound of the universe, um, I I can't find it. I'm not going to do it justice. But someone like set up a long time ago. They set up a big, you know, satellite to listen to stuff, and they heard something. They didn't know what it was. They thought the satellite was broken. They they turned turned it. They did everything like that. They're picking up the sound that the universe just makes, like the cosmic Uh, radiation. Right. Yeah. Just what happened when the big bang happened, and so people are like, well, why can't we hear that on Earth? And there's like a whole bunch of really cool theories about it of just like us as babies hear the sound of the universe. But just like any white noise, after you hear it for so long, your brain just tunes it out. And like all these like crazy things and all that stuff. And I, anyway, I've been going, I've been going deep into space uh, to <laughs> oh, this really? morning. How do you get into space? So, so I, again, the spaceship, right? Like I've just been. <laughs> but Neil, Neil, degrade, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson ruined wormholes for me today. Oh, uh, no. What do you Basically do? said it, just, it can't be a thing. Oh, why? Because the whole thing, uh, because to bend space is um, the, to to dumb it real down. He took fifteen minutes to explain this, so I'm gonna do it in thirty seconds. Oh, excellent! Shit, real unstable. For it to be a wormhole, it'd have to be stable, but you can't have stable instability. Therefore, how the fuck would that work? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, they always see, like, they always like a tunnel, the, right? What's the thing with black holes then? Like, isn't there something like black holes could be? the gateway to another dimension because they how have... the fuck would that happen i don't know i don't know anything about space i no, live in hole... i live in north carolina and i work on computers <laughs> at least he, he's saying like he actually said white hole when he was describing it he's like you know you can say there's a black hole there's like a white hole on the other side right to another dimension what's the difference and, and he said a, a, a white hole would be what you're describing where you go out the other side oh okay okay because that's where all the light would go and everything, right? It'd be bright. It'd be white. Um, but yeah, it, it pulls you in until you're just one with the core, right? Um, you don't go anywhere. You're stuck there. But since you couldn't be there because there's already point one, you'd just be ripped and teared around it. <laughs> so it'd just be a bunch of ripping and tearing. There's there's nothing for you to be. Um, Have you seen Interstellar? Which one is Interstellar? Interstellar is the one with Matthew McConaughey, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad that my daughter is really old now. I'm so sad." No, I, I did watch <laughs> one where they they time travel to a different dimension. 
on accident because they both did the same experiment and then they had to like get back and they brought the wrong parts of them because there's like two different crews i can't remember what that was um that might have actually been one of those really stupid uh scary movies with cloverfield Cloverfield. It was like a Cloverfield type movie, but there's like Cloverfield Four. I think it was in space. I can't remember. That one was bad. Do you want to know the story behind that? The Cloverfield. Yeah, the fourth one or whatever it was. Those Is that fuckers. The space one? Yeah, that was the one where they're on the space station. Those fuckers yeah. made a movie, and they're like Netflix was like nobody's gonna want to watch this. So the guys like behind Cloverfield is like, what if? What if it was a Cloverfield movie? <laughs> so they fucking go back in editing, and they're like fucking monster here and fucking thing. The movie no. had nothing to do with Cloverfield. It was completely yeah. divorced from it. <laughs> That's why I said it's Cloverfield, but I don't think it was. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because it was a weird monster, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Um... There's, that's the same story with Cloverfield Lane, but Cloverfield Lane was good. Was that the one with... Um, John Goodman, Goodman is a great actor. Dude, Goodman is a terrifying actor. Yeah. That dude scares me when he gets serious. Mm-hmm. Um... That was a really good movie. Um, that was a good movie until the like the last ten minutes, and it was stupid. <laughs> it's just like if someone tells you to watch Death Note, watch the first season. Don't watch the second one. They're looking out for you. Just leave it open. They should have cut that movie ten minutes short. She should have. She should have gotten to the door, opened it up, and it's just dead quiet. Yeah, that's it. Movie ends. Yeah. God, that was a good like, movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a whole bunch of space things. Uh, I plan on dying on this planet, no matter what. I'm okay. never going to go into space. That shit's terrifying. You don't want to go into space um, at all? Not like even like no. in a plane that goes like really far up? No. Really? I'm, I'm not even scared of flying. I just, I don't see a point to it. Uh, I don't plan on going, like the, I think experiencing, the, the I, don't th- I don't know about space itself, but I think experiencing zero gravity would be really cool. Have you done a plane before? No, I have not. <laughs> I'm terrified I'm of have a plane first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Vomit Comet, it's not the same as jumping out of an airplane. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely two different things. Um, I jumped out of airplanes. I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like your thing. That was my thing. Um, <laughs> but I hate space. It's terrifying because it's just so vast that I can't comprehend it. There's black holes that are a hundred billion times bigger than our sun. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, how? How is there that much shit in God's asshole that that's gonna be a fucking thing? My question is. Why isn't everything just sucked in everywhere? Like, if if this has so much gravitational space or gravitational force, why isn't everything just like slowly going? Haha, I know this too. Gravity is not a force. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna Gravity is not a force. Um, and, and because of it, like the explosion and how things were, were pushed off. Um, but there, there is that whole idea that once it fully expands, it'll contract again. Right. You, you've heard that rubber yeah. band thing um yeah. the cooling off um all these things it doesn't matter because we're all gonna be dead by then um yeah, it's my but, I'm yeah like, it's, i don't um, fuck what's happening in 10 billion years why, why should I? I i have a really cool video about gravity that i'll link it's like a 15 minute video by a guy it's like it's quite good uh made me question a lot of things cause i thought gravity was a force too um also gravity's not a real thing and how the fuck does gravity work we don't even know how gravity works um <laughs> like it's just it, it's so complicated. And like in the very basic terms, isn't gravity just like little thing want to be near big thing? But why? I don't know. <laughs> why does that work? Why, if I have two rocks here and one's bigger and one's smaller and I'm in space or nothing else. Oh, you know what? You know what? There's, there is a theory. I don't know if this is correct. I've seen this before. 
where it's like it, it's really 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 basic theory but basically it's like if you have a, a sheet and you have a big rock and you put the rock on the sheet yeah like it's gonna be like <laughs> down to the in the video i'm gonna link you the dude immediately he, says he that's a bad example. That. okay no he because he, he, he you get the wrong thing from it um and, and so the reason why is like you're thinking about space on a 2d plane yeah. right like so once you put the sheet out there and you put that it's no longer space because space is nothing it's just empty right um anyways i love talking about this shit if you want if you want to look up some of this shit, and then we debate the shit out of this in like a couple months. Like I'm down. I'll read so many books to crush your soul. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like, debate anything. I want to discuss. I feel like I'm debate, never in a position to be thing. like saying like you're wrong. No, I think I think debate is like you're wrong. Whereas discuss is like I agree. Ah, <laughs> I would love to have a conversation about this because like sure. to me, God is a fourth dimensional creature. Um, if you're a two-dimensional creature, you can never comprehend a three-dimensional creature, even though the three-dimensional creature could be standing right above you. Same thing with time. For people to say God can see everything, that doesn't make sense because he doesn't time travel in any of the Bible studies. But if someone could perceive time and was fourth-dimensional because of that, they could look at you and see you in all forms. Therefore, they can perceive what you've done and what you are going to do. They're not they're not psychic. They've just... Because time is weird, right? Um so, yeah, We've gone talk so about far it. outside the realm Dude. of this, this is, of what this podcast is supposed to be discussing. <laughs> you know what I normally talk to people about on this podcast? Video games. I'm like, hey, where did you go to college? <laughs> where do you? <laughs> what do you do on Wednesday? <laughs> I mean, okay, so I went to college for psychology because really? I have a different way of looking at feeling about everything. Um, I have only missed like two or three people in my entire life. I'm very self-sustained. Um, I don't. Uh, I I've never had a problem with like morality, uh, and the fact of like once I have decided something's good or bad, it's just that, right? And people are like, oh yeah, I don't know. Like maybe you do this. Like you don't murder people unless they do this, then you murder the shit out of it. I was like, that's really strong, man. <laughs> like, and so I, I went to psychology to, like to try to understand other people's minds more than my own. Um, and then I just got confused about my own mind and spent a long time trying to like go through all that so yeah i went for that um when i'm done with riot i plan on going back and finishing my doctorate um and studying more and more people's mind i think lucid dreaming is an untapped resource i lucid dream that's terrible. not everyone does you can teach people how to lucid dream or that are more susceptible to it so my theory is down the road if i can make your mind lucid dream i can have you read books i can have you learn i can have you do things in your sleep your body will still be rested your mind will still be active unlocking more potential in human beings let's talk a bit about dreams and let's let's wrap things up because we've been going for a while i want to talk about about things. so for me the time when i have the most vivid dreams are when i wake up and then go back to sleep after i wake up that is a tool to help people learn how to lose a dream Okay, and it's totally not something alarm. I'm doing on purpose. It's just like yeah, I had to wake no. up to go like like a fucking dog barks outside or something like that. Um, but that's like a thing, just like how yeah. it works. Uh, if you if you if someone says I want to learn how to lucid dream, I think I've lucid dreamt before. You're like, cool. Set an alarm for like 4 p.m. or 4 a.m. It goes off. You hit the button, and you go back to sleep. But you're trying to hit that go back into your dream limbo state. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it's like, it's not deep sleep, it's not being awake, but it's controlling the, the thought patterns until you can do it while you're dreaming. Um, so that's one step. I'm relatively successful at re-entering a dream, but I don't think I lucid dream very often. Like if I'm having a dream about something and I wake up, I'm pretty like consistently able to go back to sleep and like at least continue something similar to that dream, if not the yeah. same dream. Um, that would be a form of lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, the most vivid if... dream, oh, sorry, the most vivid dream I've ever had is the stupid stress dream that you have where like your teeth just start falling out. And it was to the point you have where those too. Those are so everybody, terrifying. Everybody has those. They're they're awful. <gasps> it's up there with like you wake up and you're like you get a call from the college and you're like, hey, why haven't you show up to this class for the last six months? Yeah, um, maybe show up naked. I never had that happen to me in a dream, but I never had that dream either. But yeah. it's in Hollywood. It, everyone likes that dream as like an example. But for me, this was the most vivid dream ever. Um, I've had the dream before, but I've, this was like. It's always like, oh, this is just a dream. I don't really care. But in this situation, it was like, this is actually happening. My teeth are actually falling out <laughs> to the point where I woke up and I was like, you check what's them? going on in my teeth? Did you try to breathe underwater? Because no, that's what happened to me. But you checked your teeth before I breathe underwater. You're going to use that against me. What the fuck, man? I'm not going to use it against you. I never. I respect um, you too much. Uh, yeah. Um, dreaming's terrifying. We don't know a lot about it. Um, your brain is definitely active as hell. And so I just, that's something I'm really interested in. And if I can show someone a book, like I just flip through all the pages, your brain has all that information. You cannot comprehend it. It wasn't long enough. But if you can then go into a lucid dream and read the book. Bang. So how would, in your in your brain, how would that work? Would you like, feed them the brain through an audiobook or the the book through an audiobook would you like hold their eyes open and like <laughs> like hold it in front of them like what method so, are you delivering this content to them yeah, in their I would I would have you flip through the book before you went to sleep okay and you think um, that like through subconsciousness they'd be able to retain what was on those pages yep hmm. to recall some of those things i don't know how fast it would be how slow it would have to be um or you have to read it and then you can reread it in your sleep i don't Again, I've done zero research into this, but that's what I would like to do. Um, uh, because, again, it's such an untapped market, yeah. and thing we don't know about. Uh, that is, like, number one. Uh, number two is um, the whole choice thing. To me, is like, the whole... Okay, so I know Freud isn't the best psychologist we should talk about. This dude did some terrible shit, and he really wanted to fuck his mom. But, like, he believed he could make people into whatever you wanted to do by the choices of things that you did when they were young. Um, I don't think that's far off. I think yeah, I, I, just, I agree with that. I, I think people are more susceptible to things. Um, and if you're the, the earlier you are, the better you are at finding those things early, the better you can give them the sources and the materials. And then we can just groom people into wherever the fuck we want them to be. You know um, what freaks me out? Hmm. That you can have a dog that knows what to do without anybody ever telling you what to do. Like a, like a border collie. I had a border collie for, for a long yeah. time and she knew how to herd things with nobody ever telling her how to herd things. And that's like down to the gene level. Like, how does yeah. that work? How are you instilling this form of intelligence 
into this freaking animal who has never seen a sheep before in her, her stupid life to the point where she could go up and be like, ooh, I'm a dog. I'm going to herd these sheep. That's so let's creepy. think about uh, breastfeeding. Um, is another not thing that... <laughs> okay, don't don't be gross. Okay, it is part of life and it's beautiful. Um, but babies, like, how are you getting out of that? Like, yeah. Um, no, these things are super, it's super weird. exciting. Uh, did you ever watch Gattaca? Gattaca, no. It was a movie about how we started genetically engineering humans. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you want your kid to be this tall and this whatever. And so this family has two kids. The oldest son, naturally, the second kid genetically engineered. So their youngest kid was like faster, smarter, stronger, everything. Because he was Basically genetically a better. Song. Yeah. <laughs> Work it harder, make it matter, do it. Yeah. So this, right. this kid was just better. And so this, uh, the, the natural born kid wanted to be an astronaut or like go to like the moon or Mars or whatever. But they only took genetically engineered humans because they're better. Mm-hmm. And so he literally has to steal an identity of a genetically engineered human that got crippled to like go through and he had to pass all the tests and do all these things. It was crazy, pushed like human limits and he had to hide his DNA. Like whenever he typed on a keyboard, he had to vacuum afterwards because they would go through and check everyone's DNA and grab samples. And they didn't know. like, it was this huge dystopian future bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it brings up like a really good point of like, once I'm able to genetically engineer things, if I'm able to figure out what makes it so you can run and I genetically injure that and we have babies coming out running, I don't fucking need your fat ass. that can't run very well. This person's genetically engineered to be a runner. Um, how far does I bet it go? he could haul a cable over a quarter mile like that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, is that wrong for me to do? If if you're born and I'm looking at baby Nighthawk and I'm like, I have genetically injured him Please to don't. be a doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm holding baby Nighthawk. Please and I'm don't. Just, yeah, <laughs> don't do yeah, that. Just Gucci Gucci, just poking <laughs> in the belly. And I'm like, he's going to be the best doctor. I've genetically engineered him to like to read. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bunch of books and then you grow up and you're like wait i think i would want to talk to people i'm like wrong because i genetically know that you don't <laughs> how fucked up is that how much can our mind go against our genes um my mom and i had this discussion my mom is a huge believer that sexuality is a choice mm. i'm a huge believer that it's not a choice that's a hot topic <laughs> it's, it's super hot topic. my mom and i will argue about this for hours um and, and her thing is like you know Hers comes from God, though. She's like, God gives everyone different challenges. It's your challenge to overcome being homosexual. And I'm like, that's just insulting and fucked up. Uh, it's more of, like, this is who you are, and, like, become what you are. And she's like, well, how do you know who someone is? You have to find the genes. They haven't found the gay gene yet. And I'm like, that's insane. Um, that's that's but- where, that's where like, the, the, the brain part comes in, though. Because, like, the brain, there's so much that is instinct. Like you said, there's so much that's yeah. programmed into your brain where it's genetic. But then there's also just like a large amount that's just like totally unaccounted for. Nobody knows what's going on. And that's like where the soul comes right. from. That's where whatever you want to Oh, we could talk about forever with the soul. Uh, do you believe souls exist? Do you believe I don't know. I think, I think that something's going on. Because like, what the yeah. hell is. How, how, like, what, where is the difference between my brain and my brain after I die in terms of like. The, the little bit of like electricity Dude, is going through it. I'm going back to the AI. When the AI can make conscious decisions unprompted, does it now have a soul? 
I don't know. I'm not qualified to make these decisions. <laughs> is a soul? Does a soul come from God? So there's no way to create a soul. But how did he create a soul? Because God has rules. God has always followed rules, even in the Bible. So how do you make it? Is it when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much? A soul is created. Is it love created? Because uh, trust me, I've seen some babies created not out of love. <laughs> and so you know, like my best friend has a beautiful daughter, and he did not love his. Baby's mama. So, <laughs> anyway, this is the whole thing right here. I'm just like, you know, I like souls. Souls are a great thing. Is a dream your soul? Is it your soul taking over? Is it your brain that runs every day? And it's your soul that runs at night? Is your subconscious a different person? Is your conscious the same person? There's a terrifying video out there of the people who have, um, back in, like, way back in the day, they treated. Uh, I think it's Parkinson's disease or something like that by severing the two halves of your brain because um, they're only connected <laughs> well, through this little tiny thing. So they severed it and it treated it really well. But then like different halves of their body was doing different stuff. Like I'd be going to reach something and my other hand would be like, no, don't do that. And they had yeah. no idea what's going on. That is terrifying. <laughs> Dude, lobotomies. Your brain. Absolutely terrifying. The fact that your brain can do stuff and you have no idea what's going on. Not not like on the basic level, like breathing and, and and your heart beating and stuff like that. But the fact that there could be something else in that left part of your brain or whatever part of your brain that has no conscious ability to present itself to you, but is like still making decisions and stuff, that's freaky. Dude, there's I'm not gonna say this video. Um Well thank you. Appreciate that. Uh but there is a uh, so there, there's there's a video of a kid of a guy that gets hit in the head really hard with a soccer ball, mm-hmm. and he does some bizarre shit. He like does a couple of cartwheels, does a back handspring, and then just collapses. And everyone mm-hmm. says he dies. The dude doesn't die. He goes to the hospital and has a full recovery. But it's unnerving because he doesn't remember any of it. He lost consciousness, and his brain was just doing whatever the fuck it wanted to do. And so epileptic seizures are a thing, or just seizures, I should say, not epileptic, but seizures. Mm. Seizures are, you know, your, your brain is unable to now process. Things get clogged up. It does some weird shit, so it's short-circuiting. And you can do bizarre things. Why? I don't know. That's like, it reminds me of, I don't know if these are true. I'm sure they are. Of the people who get like brain damage and they're like, they wake up speaking different languages. And that's like, I don't don't know if that's true, but that just seems so freaking weird to me. There's a couple of them um, that I I watched a video. Most of them are fakers and I just fully (laughs) believe they're fakers. Um, But there's definitely, my my aunt had a brain tumor like -hmm. three or four years ago. And after they did the surgery, um, it was in a really, bad part of her brain she thought she was 12 and had conversations like she was 12 and like when she talked to my mom was asked my mom why she was so old and she died like a month later but she just thought she was 12 for that entire month it is super sad um my best friend a couple years ago was riding a motorcycle without a helmet on uh hit something going like 50 miles an hour smushed half his brain just acts like a kid now he's just dramatically younger and more innocent and he's not the same person that i've talked to for 15 20 years um he's very different but he's he's just he just seems like younger more ignorant 
fun. <laughs> like, there's not responsibility, it's not that weight. Um, so it's like, you know, how much how much your brain changes does it actually change you? And does that disprove that you have a soul? Or does it prove that your soul can only have so much control? Or how many of you are there? I think it's the argument would be that it's inhabiting your brain or if it's 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 generated by your brain and when the brain gets damaged then it it just it itself gets damaged but i don't know like i wouldn't yeah even be able to begin to um make a statement on that that's that's do you think anyone can come back from something like that do you think it's like it starts over or do you think they're stuck like that i i've seen people that got like lobotomized not by medical procedures but just uh, like a rod flew through their head mm-hmm. uh, and they seem to have good lives, but they're drastically different. Uh, even people that were lobotomized by medical professionals were drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, I believe is going to have a good life. He seems healthy. He goes to physical therapy. does great. So he plays uh, Dota auto chess though. So that's unlucky. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, awful. <laughs> hey, he likes it. Um, oh but he likes it because he, he's familiar with the Dota characters. He's not familiar with the League of Legends characters. And so even though all the rest of us play TFT, they still play Dota Auto Chess with them occasionally because that's what he's familiar with. He's like, I, rec- I recognize these. And he talks to me. He can call me. He can't read, uh, but he's working on it. And we'll see. Like I, These things, I don't know. People have made insane recoveries from this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, my, uh, my dad has Parkinson's. Um, and he is losing all memory that he's ever had. Um, but at the same time, he's like filling them with other things. So it's, it's, it's insane. Like he has a bird, uh, bearded dragon that he lays on his chest and his name is Reggie and he has full on conversations with it. Like it's a person and he treats it really well. And it's not crazy. It's just, he's never talked to one of us like that. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. I, I think the, the best was Reggie pooped in the cage, and he's like, Alex, Reggie doesn't like the smell of his own poop. I gotta clean it. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, how do you decide that? And he's like, because whenever he poops, he goes in the other corner. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, and for someone that's, like, losing their mind, that's such an accurate depiction of information that you've received, but in such a weird way. It's like know. it's like processing data on on a different level that like normal like other people would do. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, let's take autistic people, savants. They just uh, who's the singer that sings? Uh, clap your hands. Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell. Oh, um, is he on the spectrum? Uh, he sees color. Uh, so he see he uh he sees oh, he's, he's, he hears sound as color. Okay. And I forgot what that phenomenon's called, um, but he's not the only one. But mm-hmm. that's insane. I don't even know how to comprehend that. How do you? How the fuck do you comprehend that? If you can't do it, that's what. How do you? Okay. How do you, how like, do you describe sound to a life deaf experience, person? Like, like, there's no way of knowing that my life experience is the same as yours, and that's weird. That's terrifying to me. Like, how do I know that I'm experiencing the same, like, uh, feelings when I'm when I'm looking at something or I'm like doing something where I'm like, oh, I really like. Is to somebody who doesn't like pizza, is it because it tastes bad to them, or is like, what, like what's going on in their brain? Yeah. I don't know. It's so bizarre. I mean, the the basic one is color. 
right? Yeah, color is the scariest I, one. I can't prove to you that my black <laughs> is your black, but we've called the same thing that we both optically see black. I like, would switch eyes in an instant with you if I could. Like, it's not the eyes, straight though. up. I mean, it's like the... I'm talking about all the yeah, optic yeah, yeah. nerves all the way back to where it plugs in the brain. We just cut Ooh. that shit off right there, and we we switch. I would do that in a heartbeat to see the differences. That's I think a, if they could, if they ever figure out a way to trade consciousnesses between two different bodies, which obviously flies in the face of everything we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes, but <laughs> if they ever figured out a way to yeah. do that, that would be the most terrifying and jarring experience ever. Because the person's body, and that sort of goes into like body dysmorphia, which is like where people freak out because like their picture of themselves is not what they physically are. And that's just like, right. it freaks them. It, it, it is physically breaking them because or it's mentally breaking them because it, it's not like correct. Um, right. And think about people with limbs that believe their limbs don't belong to them. So they cut mm-hmm. them off. That I, how do you tell someone that their limb is their limb if they feel like it's not their limb? You don't. I mean, it's, is it their choice? Uh, I don't know. It has to be. Their, yeah. It, I mean, I'm I'm so pro drug, so pro body. <laughs> like, like it's yours. It's the only thing that you honestly can say is yours. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with it. Like, is not with other. At people. what like, level is? Are other people responsible for those who are mentally unwell, though? Because there are instances where people would make that decision now, and then five years later, they would be like, this is literally the worst decision I ever made. And I don't want to get too far into it, but like obviously yeah. the, the most poignant one on everyone's mind is suicide. Like There's so many instances where somebody was in, in a frame of mind where they wanted to end their life, and then even the next year, the next day, the next month, They'd be like, I'm so glad I didn't do it. I changed my life. This, this, like, and is that like on other people to enforce that? Or is that just like their choice? I don't know. It's scary. Uh, Suicide's super hard. um, Because like, why should everyone be forced to live? Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, well, because life is yours to you can do things like well not everyone gets to, to it, yeah that that bucket is just massive dude and, and my and thing that's, is like the, the, i think the reason why it's so scary to think about is because it's irreversible it's like yeah. there's no coming back from that that's the end no matter how you look at it that's the end whereas i mean doing drugs cutting off your arm at least there's like something after that but right for like where does where do you draw the line is it okay for somebody I mean, to cut off their arm but not commit suicide? Is it okay to, I don't know. It's, it's, Jesus, I, I, I never even thought about that because those are two different things to me. Suicide yeah. to me is like, I, I would I would never want anyone to ever commit suicide just because you, you can't be guaranteed what tomorrow is. But yeah, you can cut your leg off if you want. But thinking about that, no, no. no. <laughs> it's scary, man. I don't, I don't know. This is yeah. like the reason why people freak out because they have too much time to think about stuff like this. I think I fully believe that's the reason why people's mental conditions deteriorate is to when they don't have something stupid to do. Like if you can't go outside and dig a hole or like hammer a nail into a wall, your brain is going to start to fo- hyper-focus on things that have no biz- it has no business thinking about. We have no business thinking about this stuff. And we have like luxury in our stupid 21st freaking yeah. century lives 
sit in these god dang padded chairs and talk about this shit for four hours. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I think depression is increasing. Mm-hmm. It's just because people have more time to think about how crappy things really are. Mm-hmm. It, and not because they're crappy, but because they could be better. Because they're fantastic. Like right now, if I had to pick a timetable, anywhere I could live in existence, it would be only here. Yeah. I I couldn't even go back to 30 years and want to live in America. So yeah. like right now, it's great for me. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say 30 years since I'm 33. 30 years from my birth, I wouldn't want to live. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I agree. I think there's never been a better time to be a human being than right now, and that's continually being the fact. I think that, that every single minute, and obviously there's fluctuations, like today, for example, whereas like some bad shit happens, and like this is fucked up. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, in terms of human suffering, I don't want to say it's like the lowest it's ever been, but on average, it's better than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it, and it's super hard to tell someone that, right? Because mm-hmm. like, they can comprehend how how they have it, but not mm-hmm. how good or bad they is. And that's what depression is. Depression distorts all that shit. Um, well, then there's also a thing about it where it's like physically, this is the best that it's ever been for us. But also like 20 years ago or 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago, you didn't have to worry about Twitter cyberbullying you or so-and-so not liking your posts because they hate you or like that didn't pop into your brain. A 1,000 years ago, you're like, oh, Tiffany does not enter thy windowsill because she... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like the, the problems were smaller scale back then it feels like it anyway I'm sure they didn't feel like that but I mean if you want to go back all say, the way they're like ooh bug bug bug, <laughs> bug smash bug bug stink bug hurt bug suck it mm-hmm. um when, my favorite job I've ever had was delivering pizzas and I <laughs> oh, say no, favorite I'm so sorry. and I, I say favorite because there was nothing to it I drove up to the store, I walked in the back door, I looked at the monitor, it gave me the addresses. I was like, cool, I know where all these are, I want to take these two. One, two, grab them off the shelf, go back into my car, listen to my music, and drive. There there was no concern that I had. The biggest concern I had was, be careful of other drivers, which I always do when I drive, and what music I wanted to listen to. That was it. It it was it was so simple and life was so easy for me. I don't miss those days, but I appreciate what they were for me. Um, and so yeah, but now when I make a change to League of Legends, I get death threats. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that as jobs get more advanced, they get easier, but they also get harder. Like, it was way easier for you to go and deliver pizza, but at the end of the day, you had to drive and however long, how many hours a day, and haul yourself all over town for a minuscule amount of money, compared to now you're sitting in a chair in your room and typing on your keyboard eight hours a day. Like I'm doing less strenuous thing, but my brain hurts all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. It's just like, I feel like I've never been happier than when I was working at Ace Hardware or something where I just like, you want some paint? Got some paint over here. <laughs> you knew your section. You, yeah. You were, you you were the SME were in the world, right? There. As long as like they weren't being annoying. Cause if things right. are going to be annoying, that's like a different thing. But if like you were just chilling and you just did your job, it's so easy. Just doing a, a basic job. It's so easy. And the worst thing about any yeah. basic job is just dealing with other people. And that's like the truth for everything. Dude, I love jobs where I deal with other people. 
I my I used to work at the FYE counter for returns, and I specifically asked for that job because I loved fucking with people. They'd come in there with a Walmart and like on the package it says Walmart with the security strip on it. I bought this here a couple days ago. I want to return it. The fuck you did. <laughs> it says Walmart on it. Well, I don't know why you guys put Walmart on it. We didn't. We don't put Walmart's branding on our stuff. I don't know how I got it then. Do you have a receipt? I lost it. I'll give you two bucks for it. It was 20 bucks. I'll give you two bucks for it. Wait, what? Like, is that the policy? Or are you just like, I'll give you two bucks for it? We could buy back FYE. You could trade anything in. What is FYE? And so, oh, it's, it's for your entertainment. It was like a big media store. It had DVDs. Uh, this is why it's out of business. It had DVDs, books, <laughs> uh, Blu-rays, HD DVDs, uh, and just music. Uh, and we okay. actually had a hentai section. And hentai section, it was hilarious. It was like, so we had an anime section, and next to it was like risky anime, but they were all blacked out with like a black thing. So you'd see the, the guys walk over that wanted to buy it. And they look at the anime, and they look over, and they look at the anime, and then they flip down the black card, look at it, grab it, and put it in there. And then they'd go to the checkout line, and they wouldn't want to check out with any women. And so they, like, wait for me to be available. I'm, I'm going go, to go to his line. I'm going to go to his line. <laughs> Can I get a price check on hentai? <laughs> price check on hentai. I need a price check on ten tentacles, three girls. Yeah. Um, but I actually really liked that job, too. I liked working at Toys R Us. I loved Black Friday. That shit was my jam. You're a psychopath. Like I, again, like I said, I see things differently, so I went into psychology because it makes no sense. That shit makes me excited. Um, I don't know. It's whatever. Like, I look forward to playing League of Legends by myself because I get four random uh, teammates. You might actually be the strangest person we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, no, that's, that's really interesting it's, in my it's, off time I don't like talking to people as soon as we're done with this conversation I will log off of everything and play solo player games and not have any chat open what are you going to play? I'm going to play WoW <laughs> I gotta do my tour guest tower man not another one dude <laughs> WoW is the best MMO right now right now not forever <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get it. We Dude, gonna, everyone, go December twenty fourth or whatever it was. I don't know where, when it was. Like every single writer I follow on Twitter is like, "I'm so excited for the future." I'm like, "Stop subtweeting!" <laughs> and then like the next day, uh, Greg Street or whatever is like, "Hey, we're making an MMO." And I'm like, "Okay, that's what they're all talking about." Nothing, and I love all my writer people that I follow. They're all great people. But nothing pisses me off more. Shit. Nothing pisses me off more than when they're like really excited for the future and they're like all being smug about it <laughs> so i think the funniest thing is we're told not to do that uh like the day one because uh-huh. like six seven years ago people were hyping they were doing that so excited for what you got to show you next week so excited and it was a minor skin tease mm-hmm. and all the players were like that's it fuck you and so they tell them don't hype up people with with ambiguous claims because they might not feel the same way. So you're trying to hype them up or something they might not be hyped up. It's like, when you walk into a room, I have the funniest joke. It's the funniest joke. Hey, shut up. Shut up. It's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. funny joke. And you tell it, and everyone's like... Not that funny. Yeah. Same basic thing. Anyway, no writer should do that. Flame them for doing that. I don't oh have social God. media, so it wasn't me. <laughs> I am the, I'm the most scared person of confrontation ever. I never want to be in a situation. 
I'll message him right now. No, I wasn't. Fuck JV. you, Jeff Gordon. Oh, okay. <laughs> actually, no. JV actually has been pretty disenfranchised. I don't. I don't. That actually, we probably shouldn't talk about this. Um, oh, is he not? But, is he not tweeting? No, he tweets. He tweets. It's just oh, about. Okay. He, he tweets about his stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. You know, uh, we can talk about it a bit more after the show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't. I. I mean, obviously that's per their prerogative. I don't. I don't control anyone's Twitter space. Their choice, but. It personally makes me a little upset when, like, it feels like they're trying to. It's like, well, I've got a secret. I've got a secret. <laughs> Look at this secret. We all know the secret, mean, but you can't know it. <laughs> I I have this problem of like flaming rioters in front of people. There was a rider that was passively aggressively flaming our jungler, so I called him out. I think all they said was like, "It would be nice if my jungler ganked my lane," and I was like, "The nice thing you could do is not flame our player base." <laughs> And, oh, and they message me and they're like hey dude don't flame me in front of players and i'm like oh i'm sorry don't flame players and i won't flame you and it's like this uh i don't know it, it's this thing of like i love my coworkers. i think everyone that works at riot has a really good mentality going towards it i think that we slip up and a lot yeah. of times people just go it's okay let them slip up uh you have way too much like to have Riot in your name and to work at this company at this point in time, you are at the top of the mountain. And if at any point you feel like you can just shit on the top of the mountain, you're going to hit people that you don't know, that don't deserve it, that it's important that you, if you're going to accept that clout, accept that responsibility to be better. Um, just in general, uh, yeah. I I I have strong political views. I will never put them on something that I also have riot on. Not because I think they're wrong or that I have to hide them, but because I definitely want someone to feel welcome mm-hmm. at all times. At talking to a rioter, if you're a Republican, Democrat, white, black, Chinese, Indian, I want you to be able, oh, I can talk to this person about my dreams, my desires. Not oh, I should only talk to him because he's okay with my political views. If if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I can agree. Uh, as a kid, I always want to talk to devs. I played Warcraft three, and if I could talk to some, if I could talk to Greg Street when I was seventeen, it would have made my fucking decade. I would have I would have not gone into psychology and probably went into video games. I had no idea how video games were. So every time I get a chance to talk to someone about that, I'm going to do it. Um, but you can only do that if you're not so full of your own shit. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's that's the reason why I started this podcast. I really enjoy talking to devs, and I'm like the most ignorant person in the world when it comes to what actually goes on inside the dev sphere. So I was like, hey, what if I made a show where I talk to devs and they kind of give me like insight of what's going on? And that's really yeah. where it, it came from. And it's sort of hit or miss. <laughs> like sometimes we have discussions like this where we talk about D-roll for three hours, three hours, three hours, but. <laughs> Sometimes we have really good discussions about like what goes on in QA, what goes on in and stuff like that. And I don't think either episode is like bad per se, but it's just difficult to like I don't know. It's it's for me it's difficult to market myself because I don't want to like portray this show as anything it isn't. And I think the yeah. only thing I want to do with this show is like give entertainment education to people from a source that they probably wouldn't have access to normally. And these days it feels like it's a lot easier to get in contact with a dev, but like maybe five years, four or five years ago, I feel like 
talking to a riot dev would be like a pretty big deal. That was like a big deal. And now these days, I mean, yeah. there's thousands of you. No offense. <laughs> and a lot of they're them have have very public presence, and they're like, and that's yeah. awesome. I think that's great. But it does it does seems like it like it like you said it it gives people a lot of opportunities to uh, in in your words shit on top of the mountain. <laughs> um, I could have picked a better analogy, probably, <laughs> but that's how I feel it is. Like when they do something yeah. mean about that, like there was there was a rioter that was like, "Hey, make sure to vote blue," right? And I'm like, "Hey." Republicans aren't enemies. And they're like, if any point that you think a Republican is not an enemy, then you're crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't think half of America is my enemy. Like, we have different views. Uh, and that's why we vote for things. Like, that's the whole point of democracy. Like, it super sucks when you don't get something you want. I get that. But that's how it works. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to explain politics to people when they just see two colors is super hard. Um, I think that that nothing makes people more angry than saying that though. Like in my I'm I don't want to even say this. I feel like I'm I'm a centrist and and I, that like that's the thing that'll immediately turn a lot of people off where they'll be like you just are a, a hideous person who can't choose a side and you're like standing by why this group of people does this to other people. I'm like ah I just don't I see the value of both sides in certain situations and that's like literally the most pansy i shouldn't even say that that's like the most um i know what like, you're saying it's neutral yeah you can be switzerland it's fine there's nothing you can't wrong be with switzerland, switzerland though like you people can. get mad at you for being switzerland <laughs> because they're not mad that you're not on their same side I you have to that's yeah. what it is it comes down to i want to know what color you are so i know if you agree with me 100 percent, or mm-hmm. if you disagree which is also false because I have different beliefs on both sides. Uh, I think I think one that's is, is pretty abundant or hot button topic is like abortion, right? I personally would not get one. I do not believe I can dictate what you can do with your body. I've already stated that. So it becomes this weird thing of like people are like, "Well, you're religious. Wouldn't you be anti-abortion?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, for me, 100 percent." And it's, and mine, I think the best is mine doesn't even come from a religious standpoint. It was that when my mom was 14, when she had me, and she had to run away from home because her parents wanted her to have an abortion. That's where it comes from. It does not come from religion. It does not come from anything sensible. It comes from literally me being born. Dope. So I won't do that again. But if you want to do it, that's your story. That's your prerogative. I can't control that. And that is both sides will fight with me. Blue, red is like, how dare you not stand up for God's creations? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Ooh, we got oh, there's a lot to unpack here how much time yeah. do you got like um and then it's blue a side it's a mess and i i think that i think more people would be happy if everyone just took a a like live and let live approach like i think a lot more people would be on that side but i feel like the problem with that is that people view it as sitting down and letting people walk over other people where you're like if you don't take a stand against this then you're letting it happen. And I, I think I can agree with that in some situations, obviously, but not in every situation that gets brought up to me. Uh, let's, let's take drugs, drugs, for instance. A lot of people <laughs> are like, you know, if everyone is allowed to smoke pot, they have a bunch of pot smokers driving around, hitting people, killing people. They're not going to go to work. And <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine. That's a, let's that's vote the for worst it. Worst case like, scenario. 
yeah like and, and to me that was like because again i come from utah which is super religious super drugs are bad <laughs> and so it's like you know no drugs blah okay let's vote <laughs> like that was me like if weed wasn't legal in california okay if if weed was legal in california okay <laughs> like that's just but not every opinion can be that like gun violence or gun mm-hmm. control or whatever i'm pretty strong on gun control um which is weird for a military person but i'm like i'm highly trained i trust me with a gun i have no idea how trained you are so i'm cool with raising training raising licenses like make make it more strict make it a pain in the ass make it like a passport i wish getting a gun was as hard as getting a passport <laughs> um and then people go you know but our amendment rights and our forefathers i'm like 300 years bro a lot has so changed it's been it's crazy to think about but it's like that's like what 10 20 generations it feels like so long ago it really wasn't that long ago but it's like it, that's it, like <laughs> that's like so long ago we're such a new country it's, I know, hilarious. it's crazy we have nothing in america that's like older than like 150 years no that's not true. i mean older than 300 years it's like yeah no, it's, it's crazy it's yeah. like you'll um, go to Boston and be like, "This building's standing here for four hundred years," and you go to you'll go to church. England and they'll just be like a a, a a a dollar store that's been there for eight thousand years. <laughs> the door's like not big enough for anyone to go through anymore. Uh, it's like you go to the, the pub and they have like a dream. rock there, and it's like that rock was sat on by William the Great. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, damn! Can I sit there? Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's like a rock. He's dead. <laughs> I love that yeah. we're so deep in this freaking podcast that nobody's gonna be listening anymore, so we can oh, talk about oh anything. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I'm I'm sorry, we're on a tangent. Tangents are the yeah. lifeblood of the podcast format. There you go. I mean, if you ever want to talk about space religion in a space non confrontational way, space religion, dude. <laughs> think about all the think about a space religion. How do you have to how how will Christianity change if we're able to transfer from planet to planet? You know what'd be dope if we found aliens and they were Christians too. <laughs> that would freak some people out. I mean, immediately. Richard we, Dawkins we would be out of the window. <laughs> Holy shit! And they'd be like, "This is this is." We knew it was true if two civilizations believe in it. And then my oh, thing would be like, "Well, why wasn't the other civilization brought up?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to it talk about them. Insane. They're only over there. <laughs> and then, of course, one would be like, "Well, we do it better." Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, you'd have holy yeah. wars. You'd have people coming to bomb freaking Iowa. <laughs> They'd be like dude, the sacred oh province God. of Iowa. <laughs> it's the home uh, blood for the Catholic. Uh, did you know that uh, Missouri is supposed to be like the center of creation uh, for Mormons? Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. like because he came down and like made um a spaceship or something. I don't know. Mormons believe some weird shit. There, there's no spaceships in Mormon religion, but Maybe it I'm thinking is. Of you're thinking of Scientology as spaceships, Maybe. but but Missouri is like supposed to be like the Garden of Eden, uh, basically. And I've been to Missouri, <laughs> and that was the most racist place I've ever been to. <laughs> so. Let's be honest, if the Garden of Eden was real, it was really racist. <laughs> they weren't letting anyone else. <laughs> it was Adam, two people. Adam, Eve, and they were both whatever color that they were. Anyone else? Oh my god. You, you want to talk about what color Jesus was? There's no way he, he was, was not white. white. <laughs> if he was white, they would have written it in the Bible. They'd be like, this guy came out 
white. <laughs> just like, that's the verse. And behold, it's more Joseph likely said, that everybody back then was like very dark, <laughs> like even more right. dark than than and that's, from the Middle East. That's today. fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. But Jesus wasn't the same Jesus you keep drawing. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, he had to have a big beard too. Like, why are they always shaving? You know how hard that is? I I'm not even shaving. I don't and, think they could shave have... like to the level that we had today. And they all have good skin. I'm sorry. That's really hard. No, I, don't I actually believe that. that one. I think that if you spend a lot of time outside in the sun and salt water, that your skin's going to be leathery and gorgeous. <laughs> they lived on the Dead Sea. That is like the most... That's like I people go everyone there. everyone throughout history. Oh, I thought you were talking about like, like people all in the, the Bible. All the portraits, but still, someone's gotta have bad skin. And no, no one's English ever people, English people skin. are are terrifying. They're just like the ugly, like in history, history, not these days. Nope. English nope. people uh, these days are beautiful, and I no, love you. Uh, I am not here anymore. <laughs> Holy shit! You just called out a country for being ugly and hideous. No, 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 no. In hideous. the past, in the past, <laughs> look at fucking cool. William, William the Third or whatever. That, that doesn't count though. That's because of inbreeding. The, the royal family was only fucking the royal family. That's not the rest of the English people. They you were think fucking that changed? <laughs> changed yeah. Okay, so let's take Europe, who had very open borders of who you could have sex with and families with and where you could roam, and how differentiating characteristics are in different gene pools, races, and follow how they... We'll talk about this off stream. <laughs> but there's <laughs> I have no a idea reason... what's going on anymore. <laughs> There's yeah, a reason we reach why levels of weird certain ways. It's not weird. Oh. Well, hey, let's it's talk fine. about a, a TFT. TFT's at 4.5, dude. Hey, man, it's pretty sick. I've been playing on PBE. What is, what yeah, is your favorite for... trait? Siphon. Siphon? Oh, give me a Vlad Chosen. I'll fucking carry that game. I was that a big fan cool. of Wild Shapeshifters back in set one, so I really like Shivana. Um, I want to like Tristana. Really but I feel like Tristana's it's so hard character. to give her Dragon Soul. Like, how do you reliably give Tristana Dragon Soul without uh, like your whole team being dead? You don't. You do three Dragon Soul with her being the Chosen or Braum. You have Braum die off the bat, and then you fucking have a front line of other people. Okay. All or right. you make Shivana your Chosen or your Dragon Soul You're six. Carrying. Yeah. Shivana gets hit. She jumps back. I was playing Dragon Soul the other day, and I was getting so fucking pissed off at Shivana. He would keep jumping like to the side and still in aggro. I'm like, just go back, just go back, <laughs> just, just de-aggro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen before. Um, um, you got you got a position better. What was your what was? Did you have any unit? Because you play, you must play a lot of TFT because you work on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any champions that left that were like, I'm just kind of sad that this guy's leaving. No, uh, I'm really happy with every champion we took out. Um. Trindamir was originally in set four, mm-hmm. but he was way too buggy. <laughs> His ability now is weird. It's just like you spin, and then your next two autos do extra damage, right? That's it? Mm-hmm. It's just like, is that always what it was? Or is that. No, like, he was a mortal. Buggy? That's a what mortal. I thought. Like, that's what. When you think Trindamir, that's like, that's what you think. But I know, yeah, like, it, that would be really hard to, like, what do you do? Our game that? does. Our game does not like things that don't die. Because <laughs> then we have like ZZ Rot, we have GA, mm-hmm. we have Dragon Soul, we have all these things, plus like overtime and all these things. I'm just like, what do you do with. Just let's. We'll focus on it set 
10. I don't know. Um, it, it's really, it's weird in development. Um, Banner's never coming back. So <laughs> when you, um, when you, when you're developing something, you already have a, a window set out, right? So let's say it's four weeks and your first idea is really cool. That should be your signature spell. So one thing the champion does or character does really well, right? Boom. If that takes three weeks to, to make happen, because it's that cool of an idea or that hard to do in your engine or whatever the shit, the rest of the abilities have to be all three fit in one week. And I think a lot of people forget that. Um, yeah. And so things get cut. That should have been... Um, I don't want to bring up any examples from League of Legends, just because people like, you well, never know what I got shorted. Or, yeah. yeah, and I don't want any desire to fill back. Cause again, it's, it, no one is happy about running out of time, right? And some champions do just click. I think Irelia was one of them, where the hardest part about Irelia is to shape her for ultimate. That's what we wanted to do with that, right? Like, um, so they decided but, on butt plug. It, it was like a rainbow at first, and then it was like a square. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, butt plug was the preferred thing. Yeah. Um, but there's there, there's that that type of window, and so when you think about like bigger games, let's take Cyberpunk for instance. Oh boy, let's... and. Let's take it. I think the developers of Cyberpunk did a fantastic job, right? I don't have to worry about anything. They did a good job. QA did a good job. Producers and any other CEO, we'll talk about it after the stream, man. Um, so what you did is you fucked your devs. Anyways, um, if they have 100 things they want to put in there, they just go from the top, most important, right? Must-haves. Boom. You have to be able to run. Okay, and they start going down. I saw one of the comparisons of like someone eating food in Red Dead Redemption 2 and someone eating food in Cyberpunk. And someone's like, mm -hmm. wow, look how bad the dish looks like in Cyberpunk. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if I'm trying to hit a deadline, you're lucky there's fucking food on that plate, dude. Like, that is not a concern. And for you to think that it detaches from the product or adds to the product, it's more like a polished thing. It doesn't take away from the gameplay. Um, and you could say it takes away from the atmosphere, but then you're really just being an asshole. <laughs> like, like the type just... of people, there's the type of people who go into a game like Cyberpunk, and they're like, I'm going to be a level 37 Cyberman. They're like, I'm only going to use uh, uh, the Mantis blades, and I'm going to pretend like I'm a Mantis the whole time, and I'm going to eat yeah. my husband because that's what Mantises do. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're cosplaying. You're going full out. <laughs> um, but But... So anyway, that, that shit is whatever. So with, with TFT, you, you had X amount of time. We fit things in there. Trendmers and vulnerability was a big ask from a unit that I don't think an invulnerable trend would make 4.5 the best set ever. It would That's be kind of it would piss people off. Let's just be honest. If there was any <laughs> way for him to cheat out his ultimate more than once, it would piss people off. Like spear also, of triple spear of Sojin Shin or Trendmere, that would be yeah. the most frustrating thing ever. If you get to one health and it lasts for five seconds, what happens if you get fully healed? What if someone has redemption? Mm -hmm. Yumi gets on you. What happens? You die again. Like you're 100% on the same avenue of like, how much time do we spend to iron all that shit out to make a usable unit when Slayer Trinomir is probably not your Hallmark character? Yeah. You know who is a Hallmark? Samira. She is definitely hit the front page on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and we spend a lot of time on Samira. We spent a lot of time on Orn. Uh, Orn, I think, was the most amount of time. Because really making cool. items is really cool. That's a really cool big moment that has a lot of moving parts that needs to be properly balanced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really hard to do. Um, Giovanni uh, is the designer for the set, the lead designer. He worked on Hearthstone for like the last six years, something like that. Fantastic yeah. job. Just, this this dude sees everything at all times. But he still only has so much time. 
So Trainerman doesn't isn't invulnerable. Tough sure. Yeah. <laughs> like bottom line. It, if I had to say anything that would be most frustrating if I was working on TFT, I think it would be coming up with a champion that I really liked and trying to put it in and then realizing that you have to make it a one cost. And you're like, okay, well this guy is <laughs> maybe gotta be has to be shit. Sorry. <laughs> You're least for the of rest that. of the set. <laughs> so my favorite champions are Irelia, Evelyn, Kindred. Mm-hmm. Um, two of those I worked on. Kindred just beautiful in every way. And so anytime I can bully her into a set or any of those into a set, I'm going to do it. And when they told me Irelia disarms, are you fucking serious? She has a. You're giving the coolest champion in the fucking game a disarm doesn't even do damage doesn't even dash anywhere what the fuck yeah yeah i was upset <laughs> but yeah no i 100 percent. and then you you know the, the lead designer was like oh yeah i really think uh diana's a really cool champion oh i love diana she's such a cool aesthetic you know <laughs> let's put her in there that one cost throw away unit Fiora, she has fuck. her shield <laughs> when you think diana in league of legends <laughs> do you think of the little fucking orbs <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, and I have I... done the dual gauntlet death cap Aurelia because I will kill people. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. But yeah. uh, when we were developing TF, not every champion can be Swain. Not every champion can be Samira. And like right. that's the thing you have to. Uh, on. When when we were when we were developing TFT first set, we're all sitting around in a circle talking about what they should do. We're talking the original six people in the back corner of Riot, <laughs> and one of the designers was like, "Everyone cast their ultimate." Ezreal ultimate, Lucian ultimate, Kale ultimate. And I'm a fucking edgy kid, and I was like, if everyone is an ultimate, nobody's Nobody. an ultimate, <laughs> right? And, but I'm like, but, but if everyone just has their hype moment, not every ultimate's created equally. Like, you can't have Talia's ultimate ever in the game, so we just never have Talia in the game, because her ultimate's shit yeah. uh, for TFB. And like, well, we just won't put her in there. We have 150 champions to choose from. Who cares? And I'm like, but, but crappy abilities... Are cool, right? Because because they they play they build things, and it, it took us weeks of talking about this and like listing them all out. Uh, I think we landed on a really good choice, um, which was just make our own fucking abilities. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that too. I was about to say like, the the minute where you look at a champion, like uh, I'm trying to think of a new example from like for for Nasus because I saw Nasus and like that's really cool. It's his wither, but it also like has something to do with his E as well. So it's just like it's like a mixture of two things. And I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, who cares that it's not a Nasus ability in the real right. game? Why does that matter? Yeah, we're still trying to, like, test how far we could push things. Um, just like, if someone plays League and they play Trindamir and it's not the real Trindamir, does it feel weird? Uh, no, it doesn't. Players don't seem to care at all. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I get is a lot of people will see me in a game and be like, oh, we have to go Glacial. Everyone go Ash, Anivia, Brom, and I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Glacial was a great trait. <laughs> like, please don't pick Brom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cute. Um, I think I think I love when people like try to do. It happened a lot more when TFT first came out, but right. Um, uh, I loved like in the. I think even in LCS they did something like that where they did, they did like a they talk about that and all that kind of stuff. I um, that was funny. Yeah, that, that stuff's really cool. I, I like when they bleed over, but they are two very separate games. And yeah. at any point, if we feel like. Uh, Samira needs a shield when she ultimates. We're gonna put a fucking shield on it because she kept dying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
it's like we can do two things. We can make it do more damage, or just give her a shield so it's somewhat tunable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> Developing's really hard. It's, it's really hard. There's so many toes to step on, and then first day you watch and players break everything because they think about something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. The best example is the new smite items in, like, Season 7, when all of a sudden it was smite, tank, shivana top with the spirit, blizzard, ezreal mid, and some other shit. And it's just like, because why the fuck would we test that? With Echo, we made an AP assassin for mid lane and fucking tank Echo jungle was a thing. Like, I played against Fizz top the other day and he went like the old school tank build and he actually did really yeah. well. And I'm like, is this back? Is this what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's just these things know. that Victor top. Yeah. We, hadn't, we hadn't touched Victor in a year and all of a sudden a broken ass glacial build comes up from the top lane during worlds or or the whole garen yumi shit like these are just so out of the the ordinary that it's really cool and i'm glad people have that but there's no way you can develop around that players will always find a way to break your shit um so make things flexible that's what makes the game fun too where it's like if you can find something silly and like i think part of the reason why it's fun is because like you know that it's not gonna be around for much longer you're like oh yeah this shit's getting nerfed I'm gonna play a hop on this bandwagon and there's <laughs> something really stupid. Oh, every drinker game I have to run. Warren. Was that a thing? No, that could no. be a thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm already just so over. Um, what's what's his name? Kane. As a Kane player, <laughs> I, I hate Kane, Kane, dude. Every game I'm I've been over here. Kane. Oh, I cannot keep dying to Kane. Oh, I'm sorry. I cannot not keep killing Kane. <laughs> At a certain point, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Kane he just can't die. Because he goes, he goes in red form, and he goes inside your tank, and he's like 1 HP, and you're like, oh, by the way, full HP again. And then he's in the wall, yeah. and you're like, okay, guess I'll just not yep. worry about him. But if you don't worry about him, then he one-shots your fucking t- carry. Because that's why not? what he does. Yeah. yeah. Or, or then he st- knocks up and stuns three people, even though every time you have a Kane on your team, he's never hit a W in his fucking life. Yeah. All right. Alex, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We've had a great yeah, thanks, buddy. three hours and 40 minute conversation about everything under the sun. It was a great time. Um, for those of you who made it all the way through this podcast, either listening or on the Twitch stream, uh, thank you so much. Or on the YouTube. I actually have noticed a lot of people were watching the VODs afterwards, which is surprising to me. I'm like, just go to the YouTube and watch it there. It's a better experience. But if you want to stay on Twitch and watch the VODs there, that's your uh, prerogative. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone who made it through this extravagant long show again i want to thank alex for coming on and talking about everything for however long we were to do it uh it was a great time um and i hope you guys enjoyed it and i uh next week we'll be having um uh liquid necra on who is a community manager or something like that for uh team liquid so that'll be a good more focused conversation a lot less like this so if you like this i'm sorry but it will, won't be like this <laughs> But um, uh, so check that one out next week. Um, if you want to check out what Alex does, just look at League of Legends. He uh he does League of Legends and TFT. Uh, I, I don't do social like, media. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not much of a Twitter nerd. It's, it's so evil. <laughs> it is. Um, but if you want to check out us on social media, <laughs> but check him just, out. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ben DePiro, um, or just follow the podcast. It's at Dev Dive Podcast. 
Um, and really the only thing that I'd want you to do is just join the Discord and talk to us because I think that's the most fun we have. Uh, it's discord.gg slash Nighthawk. Really easy. Join us. We're always talking about something fun. Uh, and then that's pretty much how you can stay up to date on all the podcast stuff. Everything is there. Usually I plug a lot of bunch of different stuff, but if you like the podcast, just join the Discord. That's the best way to keep up with it. Uh, if not, subscribe on all the platforms. You can figure it out. It's not that complicated. <laughs> all right. Have a great day, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Goodbye.